episode 315 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. We're back, folks. We're back for another week. Surprise! Anyway, uh, I am Glenn, and also with me is my buddy, my pal, my soulmate, my hetero soulmate, Josh Langford. Your hetero life mate. <laughs> hetero life partner. Hetero life partner. <laughs> yep. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's been a been a weird weird week. Obviously, all the stuff going on in Boston today too. So, pretty weird. Yeah. That is just crazy. I hope they said they might have the guy. So, yeah. Uh, for those of you that didn't hear, I don't know how you wouldn't hear, but a couple of bombs went off at the finish line of the Boston Marathon today, and there's at least a couple of people dead already, including an eight year old girl. So, thanks a lot, whoever it was. I have a feeling this is like a tea party type thing, or you know. Like a Tim McVeigh thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Actually, I, when I heard, I, I didn't even know about it until I went to pick up my son at daycare. And I was flipping through Twitter right before I left. And I saw uh, Mayor Bloomberg has stepped up police, blah, 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 all over New York following what happened in Boston. I'm like, wait, what? What, yeah, yeah. what happened in Boston? Um, but <clears throat> what I briefly read about it. And this is still very early, but what I briefly read about it a couple hours ago was uh, it sounded a lot like um, the Olympics in Atlanta. Yeah, that that got brought up a few times already. Which yeah, and I did I ever tell you about that? My brother was there. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, yeah, he had Ugh. a concussion. The girl next to him, her leg was hit by shrapnel, and it was a mess. Um. But I mean, that's the thing. Like at a marathon, there's no way to, uh, there's no way to, to stop something like that. Well, the weird thing is, I don't think it was really anybody. I don't think anybody got hurt that was actually running it because there's video of the explosions. And the first explosion that went off at the finish line was actually back by a building, back by bleachers. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like uh, the people that were actually in the bleachers are the ones that got really hurt, or you know, hurt the worst. Yeah. So, just what what is wrong with people? I, I yeah. don't get it. So anyway, let's get on to happier news. Uh, new release this week, couple of them, including a big surprise for us <laughs> that yeah. we both went what? A uh, bunch of news items, what we're playing and watching, uh, review of Bioshock Infinite, which I can't wait to hear, and uh, a bunch of emails. So. Let's get to it. Also, a gaming night that we want to try to get together on Wednesday. Actually, somebody else wants to try to get together. So, new releases though, a couple big ones. Yeah, Dead Island Riptide is on the way, and the special edition of the game, which is every copy of the game, <laughs> is well, that's good. It's forty nine ninety nine, which I don't is pretty sweet. That. It's that's the same thing with Army of Two, uh, the Devil's Cartel, the new one. Every one of them says like Overkill Edition. Yeah. Because uh, I, I went and looked, and I said, oh, there must be two different editions. Nope. It, every one of them is the Overkill edition. That's just nuts. Yeah, there's a couple of games that have been doing that recently. Um, but, you know, that's cool. Uh, and the Rigor Mortis Collector's Edition, which was sent to us, uh, is seventy nine ninety nine. Really? They sent the... Wow. Yes. Aren't you just... Yes. Aren't you special? Uh, so yeah, uh, so you have a zombie hula girl. <laughs> okay, that's really cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so there's a zombie hula girl. There's a, a key with a little wooden keychain, 
and I forget what else. It's it's across the room. Well, from me travel here. suitcase packing. Yes, which looks really cool. It's got all the all, like a Chicago sticker on it. Berlin. Yeah, it's like a little mini. I tweeted it today, actually. Did you? I didn't see it. Yeah, um, yeah, because I said uh, I said something about finishing up Bioshock Infinite. And now I'm about to take another trip. Oh, nice. So I tweeted the picture of the suitcase. <laughs> oh, crap. I didn't even see I, Well, I was actually busy with work for once today, so. Yeah. Oh, and a zombie hand uh, bottle opener. Oh, nice. And a fridge <laughs> magnet, too, huh? That's a fridge magnet as well, That's yes. pretty cool. Yes. I'm sure the wife will love having that in the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's funny because that the bungalow key with the wooden tag, uh, that goes along with the bungalow key from... The oh, yeah. first Dead Island that I that we got, that, those came out of nowhere, too. They were just, like, in a wooden box. Just got, I thought it was, like, a bomb or something, honestly. I was like, what is this weird thing with... Why did this come... What, what is this? <laughs> There's just, like, some weird nondescript package with no return address that I could make out, and I didn't understand what it was, and I was scared to open it, and I opened it up, and uh, the wooden box had... Uh, it had a card in it, and it yeah. had the key on a tag, like another wooden tag, and it might have had something else. Oh, the had like lotion from the resort. <laughs> it puts lotion in the basket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was just like a PR thing they sent out, which was kind of neat. Or, just came or, out of nowhere. Or you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Precious, precious. Sorry, I always have to do that. Uh huh. It's kind of a thing. Give me back my fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> they just had that Family Guy on where Chris does that <laughs> when he's dating Connie D'Amico and he becomes famous or he becomes popular, and they show the video of him doing that. Would you do me? I'd do me. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? Dead Island. All right, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Dead Island. So I am going to start that tomorrow. That's the cool. plan. Cool. Um. Going to try to get some co-op in. I saw uh, Greg has it. Of course. Uh, from IGN, of course. Yep. And he was playing it all weekend. Oh, jeez. And, yeah, so he might be done, but he'll probably jump on for co-op uh, if I message him, so. Yeah. One of the nice things about being out in California, you get everything sooner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Rigor Mortis Collector's Edition, only, what is that? Oh, 30 bucks more. Yeah. 30 bucks more. Nah. Nah. I, don't know, I don't know if it's worth 30 bucks, but that, yeah. that little girl's pretty damn badass. <laughs> yeah. I expect cool. that to be in the Prius when I see you next. <laughs> it's going to be right on the dashboard there, just bouncing around. <laughs> yeah. And uh, somehow still will be sexy in some weird way. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, and also coming out next week is, <laughs> shock, Star Trek. Oops. Yeah, we didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we, you and I have seen this a couple of times at E3 and some other, uh, some other events, and um, we got to see the prototype uh, phaser that we weren't supposed to take a picture of get grabbed by J.J. Abrams and run all the way through E3 with his kid, <laughs> flipping out the PR guy. Um, I got to see the last E3 again in 3D, actually, which was pretty cool. So we've seen the game a lot, and we are supposed to be getting it, so... Yeah, our place so, just got really full. D- did you get to see the trailer with William Shatner? Yeah, but I 
don't remember much about it. It was hilarious, though. Oh, my gosh. It's one of the funniest commercials I've ever seen in my life. We have it up on our site. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It is really, really awesome. Every, I, everything I've seen of this game looks great. Yeah. But... We have aliens versus or aliens, colonial marines to fall back on. Oh well, yeah, I know. So I know. I'm, I'm I, cautious still. Like it looks great, but I I still have that worry in the back of my mind. It's Star Trek, and yeah. there have been very few good Star Trek games, and I just worry that it's that it's going to look great, but it's going to play like poo. Well, so. it, the thing is though, this one hasn't had that movie tie-in rush factor to it though. Yeah, you know what I mean. They they were kind of making this. They already knew what they were going to be doing, and because a lot of times when you see a game come out like this, they have a very set period of time to bring the, bring the game out, and they have to have it on a certain date, no matter where they are in the development cycle. This one, I mean, we saw two years ago, D three. Yeah, they've been working on it for quite a while. Yeah. So if you can't make a quality game in that amount of time, besides Aliens, Colonial Marines, <laughs> there's something yeah. wrong with you. Yeah. Well, I all right, I, I'll I'll put it in the category of Captain America. Sure. In my expectations, because Captain America, they had all the time they wanted for it. You know, they weren't set to any schedule. It wasn't tied into the movie specifically, and they were able to make the game they wanted. And they took a lot of cues from Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, which definitely. was a good idea. Yeah. Um, now, Star Trek, they're, they want to do a whole co-op thing with Kirk and Spock, and they want to really build that bond between them and everything, and... You know, and they're fans. Obviously, they're big fans yeah. of the of the show and the series and the movies and everything. So uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. And, we'll and it, it is kind of cool. I mean, they they showed us like right from the beginning. This game is all about co op. You play as Kirk, you play as Spock. So it's going to have online co op. It's also going to have on the couch co op. Uh, sports 3D, like I saw last year, which it looked fantastic in 3D. Uh, and I think they told us two years ago when you and I saw it. That it's basically between the first and second movie, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, right when they that was one of the first things they told us when they sat down sat us down. So that we weren't worried about a movie time, we weren't worried about this or that. They said you know, it's right between the two. Yeah. And it's kind of the story that's gonna bridge the gap between the first and second movie. So so they must have had at least an idea of what was coming in the second movie or at least how to lead into or how to end the game oh. to lead into. I hope there's no movie spoilers in this. Uh, I don't think there will be. I, don't I mean, I already had some of it spoiled when I went to the when I went to Bad Robot anyway. But because um, while while my buddy was talking to everybody, I was looking at the storyboards. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think they'd do that at all because if this leads into the movie, it's just going to set it up. You know, it's not really going to well, give anything I guess away. Where I would be worried. And obviously you and I, or one of us will figure this out before the movie comes out. But where I'm worried is, if this is leading into the movie, is there going to be something there with Cumberbatch's character? And why he's doing what he's doing, that kind of thing. Uh, Hopefully it's just periphery and you just kind of know of him. Or, and don't really or, get into him. But that's the thing. It, it could just end with, oh my goodness, we have to get back to Earth. There's trouble. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes <laughs> <You know? laughs> shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock Sherlock Holmes has gone nuts, and Watson uh, he's got a towel and a bathrobe, and <laughs> and I don't know what's going on with him. Eating some salted nuts, drinking a pint of bitters. <laughs> yes. So bitters, sorry, bitters. 
uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 really excited for this game. I, I you know we've seen it enough, and I've been really jonesing to play this game. It's never been hands on. You know, uh, the first time you and I saw it was. You know, a very, very scripted out, you know, we'll show you this, we'll show you this. The last time I saw it was in, like, this little mini theater that, that Sega had set up. And it was it was what everybody went to. If you had an appointment for it, you just got to, like, cut in line, basically. So it wasn't that we had a sit-down session for Star Trek last time. It was you mm. know, what everybody saw. So, Which was fine, because, like I said, they showed it off in 3D on these humongous screens. So they actually had two different 3D screens going. And they said they worked with NVIDIA for the, um, at least for the PC version, so that you could run two screens next to each other and all this kind of cool stuff. So uh, I'm looking forward to trying it out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really jonesing for this one. I just didn't realize because time's getting away from me right now, and, and you obviously. <laughs> when I told you Star Trek's coming next week, we both went, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be cool, though, I hope. I'm so afraid to say anything now. <laughs> Damn you, aliens! <laughs> yeah, that that was just wrong. <laughs> Indeed, I agree. I I don't know. I the, but I don't recall ever having a situation like that in the past. Um, where a game looked so good when when they were demoing it, and then you got the game and it sucked. Yeah. Something did come to mind not too long ago, but it was a, a really old game. Uh, I know so I, I can tell you one, um, but even when they demoed it to us, it was eh, it was Strike Commander on the PC. Um, my buddy Chris Haswell that works at Dell uh, down in Austin, Texas. This is back when uh, Origin was down in Austin, Texas, where they were making the Wing Commander games and everything. And uh, Chris Roberts' brother, Aaron sat next to my buddy Chris on the plane and he had the computer with him that had Strike Commander on it. So he said, well, hey, I'll, I'll put you on the list. Come by and see it and everything. And so we went in and, and to see it and they had it running on this ridiculous PC and it was running okay, but it, was, it wasn't even smooth back then. And by the time the game came out, nothing could run it. <laughs> like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. But no, I don't remember anything being as bad as Aliens. In terms of the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, on to the news. Uh, some weird stuff this week. So first up, this uh, th- this actually popped up on April Fool's Day originally, and everybody thought it was an April Fool, and then Ubisoft said, no, 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 no. This is actually happening. So the trailer that we have doesn't even tell us very much, but uh, Ubisoft has announced Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Uh, and the funny thing is, like, this this trailer that they have it's almost like a teaser they don't show any gameplay or anything but it's like josh and i grew up with this like it's this old like late 70s early 80s like it looks like a gi joe cartoon or any of the other stuff we saw on saturday morning is real dingy and i don't even know how to describe it (laughs) it's crazy it's weird (laughs) yeah very crazy yeah it's it's insane that they would even do something like this like just out of nowhere you know yeah but i mean nobody knows what the game's going to be if it's going to be just dlc for far cry 3 or is it going to be um like a side scroller based on the series which i kind of expect nobody knows nobody knows what this is going to be at all yeah so that's all we really know you can you can actually head over we, we have a story up on our website for it and there's a website for the actual game now but it's a really stupid url 
So it's like fc3blooddragon.uk.ub.com times four Batman symbol Q, another Q. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, check out the the trailer. It's just weird. It's, it's not even a minute long, but I, I thought I was watching Starcade or something. Yeah. It's funny because the way they do it, it looks like it's on old VHS and everything. Yeah. And it's got the, it's got that, that, sort of scan line at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And everything. <laughs> it's just odd. Uh another funny thing that came out of this though was uh Nathan from Capybara was pissed because they did a trailer for this 360 only game that they're doing Xbox Live Arcade game. Uh and the reason it's only on Xbox Live Arcade is um it was from some indie summit or something and Microsoft uh uh actually funded it. So that's why I can't remember the, what the hell the name is, like Time Something or Other. And the trailer for that game is almost exact to what they did with this Far Cry Blood Drive one, or Blood hmm. Dragon. So he was just incensed. And I don't wow. blame the guy because I saw the yeah. original trailer. I mean, it's really, really similar. So Ubisoft actually came out and said that they didn't know anything about his trailer and it was just a coincidence and everything else. But yeah, there was a little bit of Twitter drama and. and Nathan learned a valuable valuable lesson, and that is once something's on Twitter, NeoGAF has it ten, ten seconds later. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like I saw Nathan's tweet, and then I I always get a tweet when NeoGAF puts a new uh, thread up. So like three tweets later was NeoGAF. Capybara says, <laughs> like, oh no. But yeah, so I wish we knew more, but we don't. Yeah. Let's see here. Well, I do have a story thing here. Hold on. Uh, the year is 2007. It is the future. Earth has been ravaged by a nuclear war, and new paths for peace must be found. A U.S. cyborg army may have found a solution. A powerful... What the fuck? Oh, a power... Sorry, the text is over this weird background. Uh, a powerful bioweapon on a distant island. A Mark IV cyber commando. Sergeant Rex Power... <laughs> Sergeant Rex Power Colt. <laughs> the been hell? So- has been sent over to gather information and figure out what the hell is going on. That's all it says. Yeah, I don't know. I wish we knew, but Rex Colt, the fallen soldier who rose to be a hero. Uh, his quote is, elite army dudes are elite. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, I wish we knew more, but we don't. I wish we knew more about this next one, too. Yeah, well, we missed a new release. Oh, we did? Yeah, look up there. Read that off. Oh, I didn't put that on there because I figured it was just a rehash. Huh. Uh, Dragon's Dogma Dark Horizon for thirty nine ninety nine. says, new content includes oh. over 100 pieces of new equipment, all new high-level weapons and armor sets, 14 new character pawn augments, mm. new tiers of equipment enhancement. I figured it was just one of those releases where they just put all the DLC on the disc. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. My bad. But it's it's new. It's yeah. new. True. True. Totally new. True. It's new. It's new. Uh, it's new. Yeah. So that's new. Um, okay. I don't know. Is it new? <laughs> I, I, I think it might be new. Mm. Um, yeah. So also uh, coming up soon here is a free-to-play Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer yeah. coming to PS3 and PC, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it's called Driftopia. 
And then I watched the trailer, and the trailer was pretty promising until I saw your car slam into another car, and it went rolling away. Like, you know, just rolling side, sideways, sideways, sideways. And I went, oh. So, why can't they just make a goddamn Ridge Racer? Why can't they just do an HD version of the original Ridge Racer? Why? Just simple drifting gameplay. Instead, they got to keep doing stupid shit. I don't know. I really enjoyed 7 on the PS3. That's the closest to, yeah. Yeah. But they keep doing shit like this. Yeah. I I worry about this because when I see Ridge Racer free to play, all I can think of is the Ridge Racer that came out for the Vita when it launched. Oh, <clears throat> you know, yeah. And this and is actually done by the uh, Ridge Racer Unbounded team, which that game was not good. Yeah. So I mean. <sighs> Like I said, watch the trailer, and it looks cool. I'm like, oh, wow, this actually looks like a Need for Speed now. And But the problem is, it looks like a Need for Speed now. So when he hit a car, it went flying into the wall or whatever else. It wasn't pure Ridge Racer. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. Uh, and, and they're really focusing on the drifting now, too. Like, even more than usual. So I don't know if they're trying to become a new initial D or what. I doubt it, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't have a lot of... Hope and like you said, if it's like the Vita one, uh, yeah, yeah, it's I, free. yeah, yeah. But the Vita one actually cost money. <laughs> well, but it was cheaper. <laughs> yeah, but still, <laughs> yeah, it was cheaper because then they want you to buy everything for it, and exactly. that's what this is. Yeah. Oh, as soon as I saw free, I'm like, yeah, 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 freemium. If you want anything else, you have to buy it. <laughs> if you want. A car. <laughs> no, you get one car, but no wheels. Oh, oh, oh you, you want wheels? Wow. That's like buying a cell phone from these guys. Uh, okay, so we got to go over the options. Did you want the notification option? Uh, what's that? Well, when somebody's trying to contact you, the phone will make a ringing noise. Yeah, I'm going to need that. Uh, did you want two-way calling? Y- yeah, I'm, I'm going to need that. It's an old Brian, Brian Regan bit. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope. Yeah. So anyway, what's next? Uh, what's next is Batman Arkham Origins. Ooh, two games. Oh, snap. Yeah, two, two, two <laughs> games in one. Well, no, two no, games in two. No, not in one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's coming to PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, PC, and... And Wii U. Whoa. Well, they did the last Batman on there. Uh, but still. You get X-ray Wii U. vision? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you look around, EA won't release a damn thing on the Wii U. Nope. There's something going on there. <laughs> yeah. EA is pissed at Nintendo for something. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't doubt it. It's probably something to do with the online stuff or even like maybe how EA stuff probably didn't sell on the Wii or, you know. Something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. There's games that were supposed to come out for it and didn't. There's yeah. uh, the Nintendo's in bad shape right now. They're, I, I'm seeing sales like crazy on Wii U's right now too. Yeah. Yeah. It is not looking good right now. 
Yep. Listen to us naysayers, then they'll just kill E3. No, well, what'll happen, <laughs> they're, they're going to show off the Mario and the Donkey Kong and yeah. the Zelda and the Metroid, and everybody's going to pee their pants and buy their Wii U. Yeah. And that's all they do, you know? I mean, honestly, every single Nintendo system, everybody buys the same Mario Kart game and the same uh, Super Mario Brothers game and the same, you know, they're they're essentially the same game over and over and over again. Right. I mean, people talk about God of War being, and God of War is pretty much the same game over and over sure. again, but the story changes, you know? You've got yes. more and more story, more and more story. You put in any Mario Kart game, it's the same game. Yep. Most of the time, it's the same tracks. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. I don't get why everybody runs out and buys it again. Well, I, it, it's, it's weird. Like, the DS version of Mario Kart, I still think is one of the best ones out there, but because it had tracks from all the different games, even the SNES one. But the problem is, you could still snake, which is essentially cheating. Like, if you know how to snake well, you could, you're going to win every single race online. And then I get to the Wii one, and they were pushing motion so much that they made the tracks, like, super wide. Well, that took all the fun out of the game. The racing just wasn't hmm. fun at all. Even though you didn't have to use the motion, uh, it just, they made concessions to shove motion controls down your face. And the, uh, the 3DS one I played a little bit, but I, I didn't play it enough to make any judgment. It, I couldn't stand the 3D, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. I, you know, it, we were talking about that. I was talking about that the other day to somebody where... It's it's been Nintendo's formula for years. They bring a system out, and you're going to see those same ones on there. You're going to see Metroid. You're going to see, you know, Zelda. You're going to see Mario. You're going to see all the standards. And for a lot of Nintendo fanboys, that's enough. That it guy is. that sat behind you and I at the, at the press conference yeah. two years ago, that's enough for that guy. And that's the thing, you know. That's see, that's where it's lost on me because I didn't ever have a Nintendo console. I never cared about Nintendo consoles. Uh, so I didn't grow up with that. I didn't, I, I don't hold that nostalgia for any of those franchises at all. Yeah. So, you know, I'm interested and I'm like, Oh cool. You know, I'll play them and they're neat, but then it's the same game. Like what shocked me was super Mario world or whatever it is. The, the one on the way, uh, huh. The one that was fantastic on the Wii. Great game. Then they bring out uh, Super Mario 2. Right. And everybody was like, oh my god, they've never done two Mario <laughs> games of the same on the same console ever. This is going to be amazing. And I put it in, and it is almost frame by frame the exact same game. I really? mean, it, it is. Like, the, the whole beginning is the same. I'm like, wait, is this a joke? Like the whole beginning is identical. The you know the the first boss is slightly different, but it's essentially the same. It's like it's like version one point five. It's like Jeez. it's like the collector's edition almost. You know, here's some extra stuff, but it's essentially the exact same game. I was Aww. shocked. I thought, really? Did, did and they get away with this? Yes, they do. <laughs> You know, maybe it changes up as you get deeper into it, but I, I played through the first couple levels, and I'm like, I, I, why did I... I'm playing the same game. This is stupid. I don't wow. understand the hype behind this, and I, I just stopped, so... See, w w Nintendo, 
it's it's weird because I've actually been in this retro gaming kick lately, like really bad, ever since before MGC. And I've been watching YouTube videos here and there just as noise, you know, when I'm working and everything. And I've been going – I was looking at a lot of SNES stuff today and, and people were talking about um, like different games in the SNES. And one of the guys came out and said, you know, Link to the Past, that's still the best Zelda ever made. I'm like, yes, yes it is. I'm not the only one that thinks that. Thank God. And I started thinking about it more. And, and you know, even on the N64 – and I, I know people are going to hate me for this, but like Ocarina of Time and, and um, uh, Majora's Mask, I never got into those games. I have them, and I never got into them because I just did not like the game in 3D. And with the 64, they pushed so much to get things into that into that you know that 3D space. Uh, but the, in my opinion, it just ruined the games. I mean, the Metroid Prime games on the on the GameCube, they were neat, but to me, they weren't Metroid. Metroid is a side scroller, you know, it's it's this awesome platformer which you're just in this humongous maze essentially. And that's I think that's kind of why I like Guacamelee so much is because it kind of took me back to that that I haven't played for so long. So there's all these Nintendo franchises out there and really a lot of them with me topped out at the at the uh the, the SNES level. A couple of them on the N64 and a couple of them on the GameCube. I still there's still some of them that I liked in the GameCube, but the real core games, eh. I mean, even for Super Mario Kart, I like the 64 one. The, the SNES one, to me, is still... It's just that it's so much fun because it was the original one. It, it was so well done. Now, the only one I'd like to see is F-Zero. I really want to see a return to F-Zero. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just... The, those franchises brought into the 3D world just did not do it for me. I don't know what it is. Even Mario uh, 64, it just... Eh. I, I played it. I just didn't get into it that much. Yeah. So, but all right. So the the Zelda games, at least, they're different stories each each time around. Eh, not really. No. No. It's Link, and he's going to get Zelda. Seriously, it, it at, at the core, it's the same game over and over and over. It's just the. But at least you have different. Well, the dungeons are different, and the map is different. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Well, at least you have that. Yeah, but it's the same thing where you're, you know, you start out with this sword, you get a better sword, you, you know, you keep moving up and up and up, just like Metroid. You know, it, 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 they're very. But what they try to do with the Zeldas, at least, is they try to add those new elements, like Ocarina of Time. They added the Ocarina. They added that musical uh, aspect to it. You know, Wind Waker. Uh, they had the new animation and the new um, sailing. Yeah, the, <laughs> all the sailing. Um, you know, they try to add something new to it, but it's at its core, they're the same game every time. You're going into dungeons, you're doing certain things in the dungeons, you have to solve puzzles. But most of the time, they're really good games. I just, like I said, I can't play them in 3D. I've got them, and I, like, I've never bought Twilight Princess, because I really want the GameCube version, uh, but it's really hard to find. So, I don't know. Hmm. I, eh. I, even, I literally have thought about putting that Wii away. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well... They're going to shut down the... <laughs> they're really trying to push people to the Wii U at oh, this yeah. point. They're shutting down the news and the weather and uh, the Nintendo channel and like half the stuff on there, they're completely shutting down. Yeah, I think they said June. 26 channels in Japan are being shut down. Yeah. The other thing about it is, and and this was kind of funny, I was sitting at the bar the other day, go figure, and um, a lot of people there actually own Wiis. And we were just talking about video games because I gave a lot of people crap because they give me shit for video. Like, I'm a gamer. But every single one of the people in that bar was playing games on their phone. 
<laughs> so I said, you people are not allowed to give me any shit anymore because you play games more than I do. So we, we started talking about the Wii. And I go, well, now you got to go buy a Wii U. And every single person in that place went, Wii U? What the hell's that? <laughs> I'm not kidding. And then I told uh. them about it. And, sh- and a couple of people were like, wait, so it's like an iPad with a controller? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to play like that. <laughs> so uh. uphill battle is uh, coming to mind. Yeah, I they really screwed up with the name. They Definitely. They really, really screwed up with the name because I know they were looking at it like, well, you know, we sold so well, and if we call it a Wii again, then everybody's going to buy it because they'll know, oh, Wii, yeah, that was awesome. But it's not distinct enough. People don't understand that it's different, that it's a whole new console. They just, they look at it and they don't get that it's something completely new. Yep. They don't get, like, it's, like, if they had called it Wii 2, then everybody would have bought it. Super Wii. Or at least more people would have bought it, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, their biggest problem is they don't have games, you no. know? And I know people have been looking at that, and there have been articles popping up about, oh, does the Wii use, do the Wii use problems uh, foretell big problems on the horizon when Sony and Microsoft launch their consoles? And I think, you know, there may be something to that because we're in a different world now yeah. and there's a lot of, there's a lot more out there that are drawing people's attention mm-hmm. and taking their time away. But at the same time, the biggest problem, well, there's two big problems the Wii U has. One is just recognition. Nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows that it's out there. Yeah. Uh, and the other big problem is the people that do know, it's got no freaking games. No. I mean, people like complain the Vita. the Vita has no games. <laughs> this thing has no game. Like, I want to buy something for it, yeah. and there's nothing for me to buy. I, w- I was looking at the uh, at the lineup the other day. I was at the store, and, you know, you get that idea every now and then. Eh, maybe I should get one. Maybe there's something good on there. Because, you know, we saw a couple things at uh, at MGC. A couple, you know, even, the Lego game looked cool, but I don't think I'd ever play it. But It's really fun i get that i do i get that that is awesome but i uh you know i was looking around i'm like wow this is it and i i thought maybe it was one of those target things where they just didn't Mm. have very many games out for it so i went home and i looked online wow this really doesn't have anything i want to play so yeah it really doesn't and that's the thing they they screwed up i think they really counted on much bigger third-party support this time around and besides ubisoft which they seem to always get they're not getting much else i think what they were counting on honestly was a lot of game companies that were used to developing games at, at that certain level that the 360 and the ps3 have been on so long that a lot of maybe middle-sized developers instead of putting a lot of focus into next gen maybe wanted to you know kind of hold back and make some stuff for the wii u because it'd be a cheaper development and maybe faster development cycle and I don't think you're seeing a lot of that because it sounds like Microsoft and Sony have made the new system so easy to program for and develop for that they've just passed Nintendo right up. And that thing's going to get left in the lurch. I mean, that was the, that was always my biggest fear was that this thing's got the technology that these other two systems have had for like seven years. Yeah. Why do Because that, that's what I kept saying. Why do I want a Wii U when I can get all those multi-platform games on two systems that I already own? I you know having a tablet doesn't bring me to the front door. It doesn't bring me to Nintendo for that system. I don't play my yeah. Wii as it is. I haven't turned. I haven't powered that thing on a month. And and that's an issue too. Is they don't seem to know 
what to do with that tablet. And most developers don't have any idea what to do with it. It's most implementations are they feel tacked on or they just feel forced or they just, they don't feel right. You know, right. it doesn't feel like it adds much of anything to the game. Like I look at a game, like even the Lego game, uh, I look at that and I look at, and I just think this can be done on the PS3 or PS4 without the second screen. Right. Like it's, there's nothing in there that's critical that is absolutely necessary. You know, there's there's some neat things that they do with it, but it, there's nothing in there that's really critical. And it it feels weird when you're playing a game and it says, okay, now look down at your other screen. And you're like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. okay. And you have to look. To, because most of the time you're not even looking at it because you're not even thinking about it. And then it tells you, okay, look at your other screen. Okay, what, what? What am I looking at? Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. That's exciting. Am I done? Okay. That's always been my fear, though. It's like, look at this, because there's a map there. Okay, I see the map, and I see the little footsteps on the map, and okay, that's great. Yeah. So... But the thing is, you, you're taking your focus that? away from one screen. I always had the problem even on the DS, for God's sake, and those things are right next to each other. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Batman. So, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Batman's coming to the Wii U and the PS3. Not the done by Rocksteady. Uh, yeah. Not done by Rocksteady. Yeah. yeah. Ubisoft Montreal is taking it over. Uh, pretty interesting. Well. That's a big leap. Uh, 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 all right. So we'll see. Uh, so Batman Arkham Origins uh, will be a prequel, yes. obviously. Uh, it's going to be a couple years before Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. And it's going to be a young Batman and his uh, quest for beer and, uh, <laughs> and a date. And chicks. And, and yeah. And Booze and chicks and fire chicks trucks. And <laughs> chicks and guns and fire trucks and hookers <laughs> and whores. And <laughs> uh, yes. What a great movie. Indeed. All right. Uh, so that's the one game. The other game is coming to the Vita and the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate. And it's a 2.5D game uh, that's coming from Armature Studio. Who are... It was actually started by three people from Retro Studios who were behind the Metroid Prime games. Hmm. Yeah. But okay. here's what worries me. Remember all those Lego games and all those other games that WB had had a hand in? Yeah. What happened when the game went to the Vita? It was just a simple port of the DS version. Yeah. So I'm hoping Ubisoft doesn't let this happen, but we'll see. Because, I mean, that, yeah. as soon as I saw that, I thought of all the Lego games and everything else from WB. Well, so this one is supposed to be a, a companion to the other one, and you'll be able to... Uh, continue the storyline essentially right uh between the two so it's got potential yeah definitely uh, i don't yeah it's and they're coming october 25th of this year cool just in time for the new movie i mean uh, no <laughs> just in time for the new consoles to come out there you go exactly. that's okay though i mean when you think about it uh god of war was it one or two? Hang on. Let me look. I'll tell you. Don't, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> well, one was pretty close to uh, right before the 
PS3. Yeah, bit. one was 2005. Yeah, and two was 2007. Also, oh, so two PS3, was right around. Yeah, PS3 had already been out a year. Yeah, when two came out. Yeah. So and Shadow of the Colossus came out after that, and yeah, and spectacular games. Yep, spectacular games can come out uh, when the new console hits, and Shadow of the Colossus was 2005 as well. Yep. So yeah, I mean, end of the console life cycle, you get some really fantastic games because yeah, some very mature stuff. Yeah, because the developers really have a handle on things and they've got really well-developed tools and they can they can just put out amazing games yeah so that's always the fun time is that crossover and you've got really good games coming out for the old system still and you've got the excitement of the new systems yeah. you know definitely so next, uh, another huge, huge game that we we kind of heard was coming from an Austra- uh, story of out, out of Australia, but uh, it's now official. Sega is actually going to be bringing us a remake of Castle of Illusion sometime this summer on the PSN. Obviously, one of the greatest Genesis games ever made, probably in the top five ever for the Genesis. I, you got me. I never bought Disney games for the Genesis. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> Yeah. Oh I, man, honestly, Mickey Mouse I, Castle of Illusion is by I'm serious. It's one of the best games you could ever get. I can't believe you never got that game. No, I I never cared for Disney. I was a Warner Brothers guy. I love Bugs Bunny and those guys. I didn't I don't like Mickey Mouse. I don't care for Mickey Mouse. I don't I just never got into anything Disney even when I was a little kid. So you never um, played the Aladdin game either? I played it recently because I bought it at MGC. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the Castle of Illusion is better than Aladdin. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I... Even when I had a Genesis, I saw like the the Lion King and Aladdin and those and I saw what they looked like and I thought, wow, those really look impressive. Mm-hmm. But I never bought them. I wasn't going to buy them. I, I just wasn't interested in them. I, for me, the Genesis was... Uh, you know, the, uh, mostly a sports machine. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were there were two years in a row there where I owned every single EA sports game that came out, and that included the the rugby and the you know just every weird sports because they put out some crazy sports games on. Yes, that, they did uh, over a couple couple of years. Um, so I owned every single one of those, but then I'd also get. Uh, like the Desert Strike ones and Flashback. I'd be looking for the for the more offbeat, just strange titles that I hadn't heard anything about. And I'd look at the box and I'd be like, "Oh, this looks interesting." And I'd either rent it at Blockbuster or something and and try it out and think, "I, you know, I gotta get this." But yeah. I wasn't looking for anything like this. Like I just hmm. Disney just never appealed to me at all. Well, I mean, the thing about this, I, I get it. The thing about this game was, I think it would have worked even without Mickey Mouse in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's that Disney charm in there for a lot of people. But the thing about the game was, it was so well done. The controls were spot on. Animation was just gorgeous. A lot of use of color for the for you know for the limited palette on the Genesis, uh, and even the sound and everything else was just so well done. And it was such a great game and and very whimsical as well. Um, I mean, look at the screenshots for this new one. Holy crap. I mean, they're just going all out. 
but you know, it, it's it's funny too. The game director for the original one is actually working on this game. She works for like a different division of Sega now, uh, but she's still at Sega. So that's it's kind of cool that they've brought her back and and yeah, that she's working on this that one. That's cool. Um, the funny thing is, Sega Studios Australia is actually making this game, and they're due to be closed by the end of the year. They're going to be shuttered. So, <laughs> whoops. I mean, but how would you feel? You know, I mean, obviously you're putting your name on a very big game, so it'd be, but it'd be tough for me to like, all right, I'm going to put all my heart and soul in this when I know I'm not going to have a job. I guess you have to almost no. look at it as a contractor at that point. I would put everything into it and say, look what I did. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is your resume for your next job. Yeah, definitely. You say, look, look what we did. How awesome is this? Now give me a job. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, the trailer doesn't show very much. There's no gameplay in the trailer, but uh, there are some screenshots that came out, and they look freaking fantastic. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. You know, we already had the the DuckTales announcement back during MGC, and that looks awesome, too. That's Capcom doing that one. And as you mentioned in your little Sega tirade, there's another one coming, too. I'm sure yes. you're excited about this. Yes. And this is Flashback. This is one of my favorite games ever this is this is probably in my top five top ten games ever wow as flashback i this I knew nothing about it i don't even remember if I just straight up bought it or if it was one of those ones that I tried, but it blew me away yeah. I mean, it used like rotoscoping uh for the animation and it was unbelievable at the time it was unmatched at the time on like a home console. Uh, in terms of just the the graphics, the how lush everything looked and beautiful in that jungle, and the movement of the character was just stunning. Yeah. Um, well, they did a they did a process called rotoscoping back then, and it was actually capturing the movements of a real person and uh, basically moving that into animation that could be manipulated at any time. And yeah. It, it set a lot of trends. I mean, it, it it's a fantastic game. Yeah, it it really is. So uh, it was done by Delphine Software, uh, which was a French company. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't realize it was originally on the Amiga. I had forgotten that, uh, if I ever knew that. Um, But I had it on the Genesis, and I actually bought it again on Sega CD. Didn't change much, but, you know, the sound was better. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I just wanted it on CD. I thought that was just awesome and it eventually came to the pc and mac as well but uh you're essentially this dude that wakes up uh with amnesia in this jungle and there's a little message from yourself warning you about uh get your uh, ass to mars exactly that's kind of what it is (laughs) um but then you're in this jungle and you don't really know what's going on. You have to get out of there and there's these aliens all over the place and they're trying to kill you and you have to find, you know, weapons and everything. It's it's just it's a neat story. It's it's one of those, you know, I don't know who I am, I don't know where I am, and I have to save the world, yeah. essentially. Uh so I and I looked at the trailer and my first thought was, Oh, I hope they really don't go like off in some other direction and screw this up and and the beginning of the trailer it's all 
you know, very fancy and everything. I'm at and, like, yeah. And, yeah. but then they cut to the side scrolling and, but it looks gorgeous and everything. And I was like, oh, it's back. <laughs> it's back. Well, what they were saying though is that the guy that, what is it? The, 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 lead, the lead designer, designer. for the game actually owns the studio that's doing this remake. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I always liked Flashback. I was never. I played it on like a lot of different consoles. I played the Genesis. I played the SNES. I played it on PC, and I played it on Jaguar. I've got it on the Jaguar uh, with that terrible controller. Um, but this new one, man, it does. It looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. That may have been one of the first games that I beat Ooh. that I actually played right through to the end uh, because I was so excited about it. And I mean, this was a time where you couldn't really save. I mean, there were some games you could save games, but for the most part, you couldn't save games. Right. Uh, back then, I, mean, I think this had a passcode thing, though, didn't it? I don't, it seems like it did. I don't remember if it did. I don't. Uh, you know, I really don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. I'd, like to say no, but I don't really remember because I remember I sat and played from beginning to end, and it wasn't terribly long. But I but I beat it and I beat it several times because I enjoyed it so much. And then when I got the Sega CD one, yeah. I played through it again several times. It was in four colors instead of two. Exactly. It was just one of those games that I loved it so much, and and I couldn't believe it when I got to the end. I was like, oh my gosh, I. I actually got to the end of this game <laughs> because I mean I had had Atari games forever and there was no end to those games, you know. Right. It, they just even if you even in adventure if you you got the chalice and you got it back to your castle, it just immediately starts again. You know, it wasn't like and that was like you could do that in 5 minutes. <laughs> well, that, that's not exactly true because I found the end of Asteroids. I played it all night and I fried the cartridge. Well, <laughs> That's a different way of ending a game. Uh, but, you know, especially on the Genesis, because like we just said, I was playing a lot of sports games. And there's no real end to sports games. It's just you play another season. You just keep going and going and going. Um, yeah. So there, this was like a big thing for me. And getting to the end of it and seeing the way it ended and the complete story, and I just thought it was awesome. And I, I loved it. I, I really did. It's one of my favorite games of all yeah. time. Well, I mean, plus, when that game came out and how they actually utilized the visuals to tell an actual narrative, you yeah. know, it might not be one of these really dug-in stories that we've had back in the day on, you know, like PC CD-ROM games or what we've got today, you know, like in a heavy rain or whatever. But back in the day, this game actually had a narrative to it and, you know, it was done a lot visually more than anything else. Because they didn't have speech in it or anything, you know, any of that cool stuff. Uh, but you know, you would only really see narratives in an RPG back then. So to have something like that in an action game, that was pretty unique. So yeah, it, yeah. it's a memorable game, and I'm, I'm actually pretty glad they're doing this. Yeah, I I would love. I this just popped into my head as you were talking there. I would love if they did like uh, Tecmo Bowl did. Where, you know, they have this fancy updated stuff and you can just hit a button and yeah. get the old version. I thought they were doing that. Are they? I'm not sure now. Didn't say anything in the story and there wasn't anything in the trailer. Okay. I've been watching so many tr freaking trailers lately and everything that I might just have that confused. 
Yeah. So it happens. It would be. I'm it old. would be awesome though if they could do that. If they could just slip that in there as just an extra, you know, if you want to play in the original graphic yeah. style, you never or you know. Play in the new. That'd be so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. oh, that'd be great. That would be great. That'd be really cool. All right. Well, um, that's all for that stuff. How about uh, what we're playing and stuff? So I have a lot. I'll go f- yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Because I don't have a lot, and I'm going to be reviewing something right after the break. Yay! going to be reviewing pretty much the only game I've played, <laughs> <laughs> which is Bioshock Infinite. Sweet. Uh, and I don't really want to talk too much about it because I'm going to be reviewing it right yeah. after the break. Um, I did finish it. I can't wait to get back in and start again. <laughs> start joshing it. <laughs> and start, well, just continue like where I was and, and kind of do some more with it because I I just, I need to get back into it. <laughs> it's it's one of those games. Um it did surprise me. Uh as I was playing through I was starting to formulate a score in my head. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the score I thought I was going to give it. Oh. And I thought okay, yes, this feels about here. I I think this feels about here. And then I got to the end and all the way through the credits and everything, and the score changed. Oh. And I'm not going to say whether it went up or down. I'm not going to say where it went. You'll have to keep listening to find out. There's been a lot of... I've stayed away from everything, because I I actually do really want to play this game all the way through now. Uh, Yeah. Because I've been thinking about it ever since I sent it to you. Uh, But there's been a lot of things and it tells me that something crazy happens in the story like even more than the first bioshock and at least that's how i'm taking it so now i'm like well now i really want to play it so yeah i gotta get through some of the stuff and then take my trips and i think when i get back from yeah. e3 i'll probably play it you really should i try not <clears throat> to read anything on it at all oh i'm not i'm Anytime I even see anything about Bioshock Infinite, even on Twitter, I just turn away. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And I'll I'll say that to anybody who hasn't played it yet. Um, my review, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm I'm probably not even going to get too specific on anything at all. Yeah. Um. The written review obviously is not going to be any kind of spoiler at all. Um. I will say, try to go into it as with as little knowledge as possible uh it's it's very interesting <laughs> i'll leave it at that um so did that uh we uh, i told you i have gotten through all the bonds up to i just started timothy dalton uh which is living daylights nice which was aha <laughs> with uh, the living, the living daylights. daylights. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bit weak. Uh, but you know what killed me? I, and I had forgotten this. I started watching it, and like in the first five minutes, 
he's in some in Czechoslovakia uh, at some fancy schmancy uh, performance uh, by these this orchestra and the Soviet general the yeah I guess the Soviet general that he's trying to defect that he's trying to smuggle out of the country Yorgi. it's Milos yes it's Milos it's Milos from Seinfeld <laughs> that just ruins the entire thing. Because every time I see him, I like it. They, yeah, this is Milos. I'm a good tennis player. No, 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 that's not him. It is him. No, it, I don't think it is because it's the same guy from. Um, it's the same guy that's in uh, uh, um, uh, the Fugitive. He's the. He's the doctor. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's the same guy. Is it? I'm telling you. I thought they were similar, but I didn't think they were the same guy. I'm telling you. I'll look it up. You keep talking. Uh, I could tell you right now. All right. I'll keep talking. Uh, And Joe Don Baker's in it. Well, I mean. Reese Davies. You know, with Joe Don Baker, it's got to be good. Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You would think. Um, I'm telling you, it's got to be Milos. I'm looking (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking right now. Oh my gosh. It's not him. It's not. No, it's not Jerome Jerome Crab. I'm shocked. Yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing when I first saw him, but that episode was just on like three weeks ago and it's not him. He looks exactly the same. The two I know. could be brothers. Yeah, I know. Wow. I'm shocked. Guess what I just got? That's right. I'm shocked. I really am. I don't know why you don't. They really could be brothers. Yes, okay. they could. Yes. So it is not me. Jeez. Oh, like, if you go to IMDb, that, there's a black and white picture of him where he looks exactly like him. Yeah, I agree. The third picture. The no. one right in the middle there. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. <laughs> I thought the same thing when I saw him originally, too. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not this young. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's not me. Okay. But I'm still going to think it's him every time I watch that movie. <laughs> You'll recognize the guy, though. I mean, he was the bad guy in The Fugitive, and yeah, yeah. he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. I remember him from The Fugitive. Um, Plus, he, he, uh, he said, Sputernum. Of course. Yes. You're still blown away by that, aren't you? I, I am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, beyond that, uh, last night, we actually... I got Lou to watch uh, Gone Baby Gone. Ooh, excellent yeah. movie. Yeah. That's that's I another her, reason why I say Ben Affleck shouldn't act. He should direct and write. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were we were sitting there, and I said, you know what? I really want to just watch a movie tonight, like a movie movie. Yeah. And I said, I don't know what to watch. And she's like, what about Gone Baby Gone? I was like, are you serious? I said, that's a really... It's about a kidnapping, essentially. It's a... She's it's a like, gritty yeah, movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I said it's it's a really rough movie. She's like, it's okay, you know, let's watch it. <sighs> it is, yeah. Yeah, we got to I mean it was it was bad enough as it, as it was going. Um but when we got to the point uh I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it, but we, where we got to the point at the quarry. The boy. No. Oh, with the boy. Yeah. The quarry was bad enough, but when yeah. we got to the boy, oh, she yeah. 
she didn't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she liked the movie and everything, but when we got to that point, she's uh, like, my stomach's in knots right now. She's yeah. like, I, I feel sick. <laughs> you weren't the like, only one. That, that, uh, yeah. That, yeah, that movie she's like, is <laughs> fantastic. And she turned to me, she's like, I am never letting Mason out of my hand ever again. <laughs> I was like, don't do that to that poor kid. Yeah, no kidding. That, no, God. No, if you haven't seen it, yeah. seriously, Casey Affleck is phenomenal in it. Uh, everybody yeah. in that movie is phenomenal. Morgan Freeman. Ed, Ed Harris. Harris and uh, uh, Sergeant Taggart from Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. Uh, which I always forget his name. Marvin from uh, from uh, Midnight Run. Uh, but just yeah. a fantastic cast. Really well acted. But like, it's kind of cool because obviously it's shot in Boston because that's where Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck are from. Um, but they, there's this one scene that's in a bar and it's like all townies in the bar. It's not even actors. It's all real people. And yeah, I mean, an pretty in, much incredibly tense scene and yeah, it's great movie. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's beautifully shot. Yeah. That's why I loved it. I mean that and the town, the, whatever cinematographer he had is just awesome because they're both just gorgeous films. Yes. Um, but <clears throat> the thing with this one was. Just about everybody in there who is not a Hollywood actor is a local from that area. Yeah. That they just got, that they're not even actors. They're just like, hey, you live here, want to be in the movie. And they got these people in the movie because they wanted that authentic flavor. And I mean, you can tell when they're not actors because it's not that they're not good. I mean, they're all actually, they all actually hold up very well. You can tell they're not trained. Yeah, they're ooh, they're and you can tell they're real people. Yeah, <laughs> they're very real people. I mean, it took me a it, it took me a long time to watch that movie. Yeah, and I finally did, and I was so glad I did. And I've seen it probably five or six times now. Yeah, and yeah. the the thing that that spins me around every time I see it, and I, I mentioned this to Lou as we were watching it, because uh, she was talking about uh, the woman whose daughter is kidnapped, mm. and. And oh, this this woman is just horrible. She's such a scumbag, and blah blah. And I said, I said, you know, it's really funny. She plays a cop in The Wire. <laughs> so I was all spun around trying to watch it. Like, wait, wait. But she does a fantastic job. I mean, she does a great job and a great accent too. Yes, definitely. Uh, and then when you get later into the movie, and. Uh, Casey Affleck meets up with his cop buddy, the guy with the scar across his face. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's really funny. That cop, he's a notorious drug dealer in The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently this and is the movie version of The Wire. <laughs> yeah, but everybody's in the reverse roles. Yeah, so it's like bizarro wire. <laughs> exactly. And and the great thing is, that guy, he's an awesome actor, but he plays. he's got one of the best roles in The Wire. The, the the guy that he plays is just awesome. Oh, really? So I still need to see and, that show. Yes, I know. Oh, yeah. That's a good show. Um, but yeah, I, the, I love that movie. And it is, it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch even if you're not a parent. But if you mm-hmm. are a parent, oh, it's just brutal. It's yeah. a rough movie. Um, but it's fantastic but at the same time. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it. Oh, I did watch uh, some of the some of the masters in 3D. I didn't get to watch a whole lot. Yeah, I saw everybody trolling yeah. you on the 3D thing. Yeah, 3D. Nobody cares about 3D anymore, except yeah, for exactly. us. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know what? You don't have to care about it as long as I got content coming for it. I'm happy. 
because <laughs> I still use it. Yep. And I really enjoy it. So. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm 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 kind of uh, jealous of you because if they had it in 3D here on Charter, I would have been all over that. I love yeah. the Masters. I I was glued to that TV. Yeah, it looks good in 3D. It's funny because when we're watching it, you know, I made Lou put on the glasses. I'm like, just watch this. Just watch this first. She's like, I hate golf. I'm like, I know, but just watch. <laughs> and she's like, ooh, ooh, look at all the raindrops on the on the lake back there. Oh man. <laughs> and then. Uh, and uh, somebody took a shot, and it was it was like a perfect camera angle. And I said, wait, 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 watch this. And I rewound it. And the guy takes a shot, and the ball is coming, like, right at you, essentially, and then drops right on the green and rolls. And she's like, ooh, hey, that was neat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, say, say. See, we get nothing it's nice like, here in Wisconsin. Yeah. It's, it's gorgeous, though. When you see, like, the rolling hills and everything, that's where you can really see the depth and and just – what makes up a golf course, yeah. which you don't get, you know, on regular TV. Yeah, definitely. So, and Augusta National is one of the nicest ones to watch. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Uh, so that was really nice. And I'm still waiting for EA to put all of their damn sports games in 3D. Maybe next generation. I don't know, man. I I, I just don't think it's a very big deal to them for most of the games. I know it. It isn't. It isn't, but uh, from the way Sony's talking about it, it was never that difficult to do. They made it very easy for developers to just throw that in there. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it was a performance thing because it's sports games and they were pushing and, and doing everything they could. But with the PlayStation 4, it should eat all that up and 3D should be just a simple tack it right in there because why not? And I hope they kind of do because... Sports game Tiger Woods especially That'd be awesome. would be amazing in 3D. Uh, I would love hockey and maybe even the football games in 3D. I think they would really, really work well. I think football would work really well, especially if you're trying to find a receiver. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think they're really they need that. Uh, they don't need it, but I think they would benefit greatly from it. How about that? There we go. Let's go with that. Sure. And yeah, with that, I'm I'm done. I believe. <laughs> Whose baby is that? What's your yeah. angle? I'll buy that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so play a little more guacamole last week. Uh, you know the the embargo lifted late Monday night. <clears throat> so released the review, re- released the podcast, and then I streamed for an hour that night. Had a lot of fun. It was kind of funny going back because I started at the beginning, and I was seeing all this stuff right at the beginning that I could go back and. Uh, break to get items and stuff. I'm like, wow, I really do need to go back into this game. So uh, I'm probably going to have to do that at some point. Uh, and then I, I wanted to test out some of the, the game school concept of you know we've had. And um, so I threw my my uh, PS3 on, and I grabbed a bunch of Japanese PC Engine, which are Turbo Graphics games in Japan. Uh, threw a bunch of those on there and just streamed from that actually, and did a stream for a couple hours. Uh, played a bunch of games from the Turbo Graphics, uh, including Bonk's Adventure, which you know Bonk is their Mario. You know, it's their Sonic that was their mascot, even though there was a Bonk on the Super Nintendo after a while, <clears throat> uh, after the Turbo died essentially. Also, a bunch of shmups. I, I played Super Star Soldier and Soldier Blade, both in the Star Soldier series, uh, which started on the I think on I want to see the MSX, but there was one on the NES here in the U.S. called the Star Soldier. Uh, Gradius Gopher played Gates of Thunder, which was uh, a fantastic horizontal shmup 
it was a pack-in with the Turbo Duo, which when when it first came out, uh, just an awesome shooting game. And then the uh, kind of the spiritual sequel to it called Lords of Thunder, which is one of my all-time favorite games ever, ever, ever. Uh, played a little out of that, and then played Devil's Crush, which is kind of a a, a fantasy pinball game that that's uh, got a really cool history to it. And then um, streamed this new game coming out while well, the podcast comes on Tuesday, uh, coming out today. Uh, this is uh, a game that's been on iOS for a long time too, but Dragon Fantasy Book One, which is a a game that was actually done by two guys. They started when they were 14 years old back in the mid 90s and revived the development of the game when uh, one of the developers' father passed away. He wanted to kind of do this as a tribute to his father. So really harkens back to a lot of the older RPGs, you know, like the Fantasy Star, or not, well, there's a little bit of Fantasy Star in there, but like the Final Fantasies and just kind of a lot of those games back in the 8-bit and 16-bit days. Uh, it's nine $9.99 normal price, uh, but if you're PlayStation Plus, it's seven nine or no, it's eight nine eight eighty eight. I think they're saying, or 8 bucks, no, seven ninety nine, eight bucks. that's right. Uh, the cool thing is, the original game was all in like this 8-bit style, and they added this new feature so you can actually switch to a 16-bit style right on the fly. Is hit triangle, go to the menu, and switch over. Uh, so I streamed it the other night. We wanted to stream it with those guys. We had a representative from the game on the chat so that, that any of the uh, questions could be answered correctly. And you know what? It, it's funny. A lot of people were saying how they were surprised that I was playing an RPG, <clears throat> which is surprising nowadays. But you know, back in the day, I played a lot of RPGs. I finished Easebook 1 and 2. I finished Newtopia 1 and 2. I finished uh, one of the Final Fantasies I finished. I think it was Final Fantasy 3, which is actually 6, uh, on the SNES. You know, there, were, there were a few I finished. And it's a fun game, man. It, it's, it's, you know, got the overview map, you know, and you walk around to the different towns and the different castles. Uh, a lot of random battles. Sweatercat was really making note of that, that there were a lot of random battles. But, hey, you've got to level up somehow. Uh, but streamed it for an hour and had a really good time with it. Uh, I obviously am not very far into it to do a full review. But, you know, for the price, you're getting a lot of game here. Uh, there's four different chapters in it. They actually added some content over what was on iOS uh, to bring you into book two, which is coming out later in the summer. So uh, the cool thing is this is out for PlayStation 3 and Vita. It's cross-buy. It does have cloud saves. Uh, so, you know, you've got the cross-saves. Uh, everything for, and if you're like I said, if you're plus, you get eight bucks, you get, you get this full game. And it's got a lot of hours of entertainment, really fun music, uh, great writing, too. Uh, if you watch the stream, you'll see some just awesome writing uh, just in that first hour. So the replay, if you go to the Dragon Fantasy Book 1 story on psnation.org, uh, the replay is right in there. Uh, or else if you go to our YouTube channel, uh, just look for PS Nation in, in YouTube, and you'll find it there. But it's about an hour uh, walkthrough all the way through. <clears throat> Which on a side note was really nice because I finally got the streaming correct. The audio actually sounds great and everything looks great, so I'm happy. Uh, and then played some Pinball Arcade, played some more Star Trek TNG, got a better score, and then really focused on No More Gophers. i am been trying to get better with that table, and I actually am getting better with that table, so much so that I finally beat Lard Team Maker score on that table. So, <laughs> yeah, that'll last for about a day. Uh, and then I had a Texas Hold'em tournament on Friday night, went about five and a half hours. Uh, Should have won it, honestly, but I took third, so... It's nice. I was in the money and everything, but I should have won it. I, I got beat on a really crazy hand. So, um, 
the other two guys at the table, I had them. I knew exactly what they were doing, but somebody just caught a card. Like it happens, but yeah. So that was a lot of fun going back and playing some poker. Uh, watched a lot of stuff though. <clears throat> watched a couple of the new of the ESPN thirty for thirties, which are I just love the series. Uh, the first one called Silly Little Game. It's about the guys that started the rotisserie uh, baseball or you know fancy baseball. Honestly, I hated how they did the movie though. They did all these reenactments, but it was really silly and all kinds of stuff. It didn't do anything for me. I actually didn't even finish it. Uh, but there's another one uh, that's actually kind of near and dear to my heart, and that's uh, You Don't Know Bo. So this is a, uh, a documentary on Bo Jackson, who uh, played baseball and football. And uh, the thing is, when he was playing for the Kansas City Royals, that's when I lived in Kansas City. So I was a big fan of Bo, Bo Jackson's, you know, and, you know, it was kind of cool. They even brought up the Tecmo Bowl thing. How you couldn't, you just couldn't stop Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl and everything and uh, talked about his injury and, and, you know, how he just, boom, he was done. Essentially, he played baseball a couple of years later for the White Sox for a little while, but he was just done. But uh, really cool because they, they talked to him quite a bit and, and just to see his demeanor and everything else uh, was really cool. It was, it was uh, it's a great documentary. It's about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, highly recommended for any sports fans. It's it's one of the better ones they've done for the thirty for thirties. Uh, d- definitely enjoyed it. Uh, and then you know, kind of prepping for our our bond cast we're gonna do. You know, before I go to Belgium, so I watched uh, Thunderball, and then uh, a couple nights ago watched Honor Majesty's Secret Service uh, with our friend George Lazenby, and um, hmm. he is he did such a great job. It's so funny to find out that he was he never did. he never acted in anything except for uh, some chocolate commercials in Australia before that. And how there and and I'll go into this a little bit more because we have the Bondcast coming up, so I don't want to do too much. But there's a documentary; it's on Netflix right now, and it, it's from uh, Epics actually did it uh, called uh, 007 Everything or Nothing." It is a fantastic documentary. They talk to all the James Bonds uh, a little bit with Connery because Connery is so pissed off at Broccoli and Saltzman that you know he's still bitter. But uh, talk to all the Bonds, even Daniel Craig and. <clears throat> They give a great history from beginning to end, like how uh, how uh, Broccoli couldn't get the rights and how Saltzman got the rights from Ian Fleming because originally Ian Fleming had sold it to the Americans and they made like this really crappy like serialized TV drama out of uh, Casino Royale and it was just awful. Instead of calling him James Bond, he was Jimmy Bond and just – it's awful. But they actually showed a little bit of it, which I never – I knew all of the story, but I'd never seen any of it before. But – just this history and, you know, talking to Barbara Broccoli now and, and uh, uh, Mike, uh, I can't remember his last name, but uh, the stepson that took it over and, and uh, talking to the Salzman children and, you know, talking to so many people out there. And they go into uh, the guy that kind of won the rights to Thunderball because, you know, he had he was drinking with Ian Fleming one night and they came up with the idea. And he said, well, that's mine. I own part of it and everything else. And how nothing or never say never again got made by him because he, he, the rights reverted back to him after 10 years and mm. awesome, awesome documentary. I highly recommend it. Cause they, t- the cool thing was they talked to, to uh, Lazenby and he was saying stuff like, yeah, he goes, I, I was out. I, I took a girl on a date to a bond movie and I saw this guy and she didn't care anything about me. She just cared about him. He said, so I need to, I need to have this happen. So he went out and bought, a suit like George or like James Bond would wear. And he bought a, a Rolex watch like James Bond would wear. And he went and got his haircut where uh, Connery got his haircut. And it was funny because they found out later that Cubby Broccoli was in the other chair getting his haircut at the same time. <laughs> but Lazenby basically showed up to the office and, and acted like he was there for an audition, that it was all scheduled. And he just kind of bolted in the room and said, I'm your man. 
and how they tested him for four months. They showed some of the tests, you know, and it's really kick ass. It's it's some of the deepest insight because they're actually talking to all these guys. You know, they're talking to Pierce Brosnan and they're talking to Timothy Dalton and how he wanted to approach the character. And they were really brutally honest in, in a lot of ways too. They, Which is surprising because – I should probably save this for the Bondcast, but it's surprising about the Criterion Laserdiscs then. So I'll go into more detail with those in the Bondcast. But uh, the one thing I will say about Majesty's Secret Service, man, the editing is fucking terrible in that movie. Just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, well, yeah. But Lazenby's good. He's, he's really good in that, in that role. And, and too bad he got a big head about himself and basically got himself fired. That was his biggest problem. <laughs> he admits it now. He says that's his biggest yeah. regret and everything. But yeah, he yeah. Uh, he fucked all that up up himself. So he did. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, did a lot of that. So just watching that stuff and poker took a whole night. So uh, haven't really gotten along in Army of Two yet. I'm going to work on that this week. I'm actually started today. I'm, I'm boxing up the rest of the extra life prizes. Hopefully, getting those ready to get out next week. So I'm going to get them all boxed up, labeled, and hopefully get that out as soon as possible. Uh, and actually talk to Media Molecule. They're going to be uh, helping us out with Extra Life for this year. So it sounds like nice. they're going to be sending us a pretty kick-ass prize. And that is going to be, uh, if anybody watched the PlayStation 4 unveil event that Josh and I were at in New York City, mm. when, when Alex came out on stage, they did that cool thing where they kind of did the stop-motion animation with the guy drawing all the stuff on the sheet and you know saying how they didn't like move and the rocket went off and everything. Uh, they're actually going to send us one of those sheets, and the whole team is going to sign it. So that's going to be one of our prizes for Extra Life this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's... freaking awesome. Yeah, it <laughs> and really it, is. Yeah, so uh, you know, I'm working with those guys right now. Uh, we're going to see if we can do anything else even, maybe if we can do something during Extra Life. I don't know about the timing, them being in England and everything, but uh, I can't believe I'm talking to people about Extra Life in April. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, We are going to do our own team, by the way, this year. A lot of people were getting confused last year uh, because we're a part of Team Retroids. And it's nothing against Retroids. It's just that people wanted to join us uh, and they were getting confused about how to do it and everything. So uh, we're going to do a PS Nation team for Retroids. And if anybody wants to join us, they can definitely do so. I'm actually probably going to set that up in a week or two because I I believe they have it ready to go already. So um, if anybody's interested, just shoot us an email, podcast at psnation.org. And as soon as I get everything set up, we'll uh, we'll get instructions up on the website for everybody. April. <laughs> oh. So. I actually forgot two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I did play Madden on the Vita. Oh. And, you know, it's been a while since I played that. It's been a while. I was shocked at how not good it is. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I I mean, I wasn't expecting the full console experience, but it when had, I played it, I no, enjoyed it. Um, I had memories of it, yeah. of it being, you know, pretty good. And it skips all over the place. The frame rate is a mess. It it pauses at times. It's just, it's it feels very shoddy. Hmm. Uh, and I didn't expect that. I really had a different thought of it in my head. Um, but it's it's really not good. <laughs> um, but I'm still playing it because yeah. it's Madden is the only freaking football game available. Um, 
But that was the other thing I wanted to bring up was the firmware update. Ah, yes. Uh, that added the folders, uh, which that's yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Are you ever happy? No, well, exactly. But it You're never quite, happy. Well, I'm not because it doesn't quite work for me. Why is that? Now, it took me a while to figure this out. I I essentially had to put everything, all the main stuff, into folders on the first page. Okay. Because what happens is, if you have, like, like I have all the Vita apps, you know, all the Nier and Trophies and all that stuff. They're on both cards, obviously. Sure. Uh, the internet stuff, like Skype and and the web browser, all that junk, that's on both cards. Netflix and YouTube and all that stuff's on both cards. The biggest problem I found that is if they're not in the exact same place on both cards, mm-hmm. you know, if they're not laid out in the exact same order, when you switch cards, they still <laughs> get screwed up. Oh, jeez. Honestly, they get screwed up. Like it, it shows up somewhere else entirely on your card, on on your set of pages. <laughs> so even with them fixing it, quote unquote, and they did pretty much fix it, they will stay in the same place. But if you have the same items on both cards and they're not in the exact same place on both cards it'll screw things up anyway so i had to go through and really think this through and organize things in a way oh that i God. could swap cards well it's How either many that hours or swap did you cards spend on this, seriously about an hour oh man but it's either that or I swap cards and everything's all over the place again and i can't find anything and i don't ever want to swap cards then And then it becomes useless to me. And that was my biggest problem. For the past month, I've had one card in there because I really didn't want to swap out the card and go through that all over again, having to move everything. Right. And I really needed to swap out the cards because I needed to get to um, the Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 Plus uh, screenshots and stuff. Oh, right, right. And I didn't want to do it. I'm like, I I don't want to deal with this. I really don't want to deal with this because it's such a pain in the ass. And then, boom, firmware. I went, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) So, you know, I I got my stuff together and I swapped out the cards. And, of course, things still got screwed up. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm looking like like 90 90 to 95% of it was fine. And then a couple things were messed up. And I'm like, why are these messed up? And then, you know, with a little trial and error, I figured out why. And then I had to, then I had to move things around and kind of nail it all down so that it would not shuffle. They just need to bring out like a 128 gig card for us. They really do. (laughs) They really do. It'll cost more than the Vita, but damn it, our icons will stay in the same spot. Well, but you know, it gets to be a problem because it's like I said, I don't want to ever change the card out. If so, so what did you do? Just fill up to... your, your cards with videos and pictures and, uh, no, it's all uh, games. No, 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 no. You, knock it off. Quit being a fanboy. You know that there's no games off of the system. Yeah. Right. So it's gotta be something. Uh, games. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
It is. That's the sad part. It's just games. I on the one card, it's I try to make it um essentially what would be card based games, but they're mm. downloadable ones. Mm. Because those are big. You know? So I tried to put all those on one card. So, you know, anything that could have come on a card or anything that is on a card, obviously. The ones on cards are on both. Sure. Um, but anything that could have been on a card or should have been on a card is on that one. Everything else is on the other one. All the little downloadable stuff, all the PSP, all the PS1, you know, anything else like that hmm. is on the other card. Um that's just space wise that makes sense and it's also for my brain cuz it's <laughs> easier um but the you know the vita ones the full vita games take up a lot of space so yeah oh yeah they do um unfortunately i don't have a ton like i have 10 on here right now uh that are downloaded full games uh and then i have a bunch that are card based. So mm. uh so it's not so bad. Yeah. But yeah, I would like a much bigger card. That would be cool. <laughs> You'll get nothing like it. But grandpa well, want yeah. a hot dog. That'd be nice, but yeah, whatever. I can live with it. Yeah. Um but it's cool. I mean, the the have you messed with the folder thing or anything? I haven't had time. I actually was playing my Vita so much that my battery just died on me at like about two o'clock today. So it's on the charger. Nice. <laughs> but I, I, it's funny. I didn't even do the uh, the upgrade because I had it with me down at Rock's house for the night. I was down for one day uh, at work in Milwaukee, and <clears throat> the update came out. But he had like screwed up his Wi-Fi and he worked late that day, so I was just sitting in his house. I'm like, great! I came up 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 to the you know redo the firmware, so I waited until I got home and did it over the weekend. And yeah, it's been a crazy week. <laughs> <laughs> just driving four hours down to Milwaukee to work there one day because the weather got so bad here. We got snow and sleet and everything else here for the last few days. It's just been ugh. Talk about something that'll depress you to no end. Like it's the middle of April and you get snow and ice and sleet coming down every day. <laughs> uh, global warming. Yeah. So. It's it's pretty cool, actually. Um. <clears throat> I like how it shows you the little icon of the of the card that's in the slot. It's really hard to see, but I mean, I know well, I've got MLB in there right now. You can see the yeah. little icon. It depends on the card. Uh, some card, it's it's easier to tell uh, yeah. what it is than others. It depends on what they stick on there. But um, that actually is useful. Yeah. Uh, the the way they did the bubbles, essentially, that's what they are. They're not really folders. It's clever. I mean, it it each bubble is essentially like another page. You know, sure. it just. You can fit 10 in just like you could on the pages, uh, but now they're in a bubble, and you can put 10 bubbles on the page, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty mean, neat. You, could, you can fill them up that way, and you know, I threw all that essential stuff, all the applications, essentially, on that first page in bubbles, and then the games all come on the next couple pages all on their own, not bubbled nice. up. So, yeah, it works. It's, it's cool. It's yeah. useful, I think. 
Yeah, I'll so. probably talk about it more next week because like, I just haven't had time. And I was going to mess around with it today, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my battery's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that was always a good thing with this. That was always a good thing with the PS3. You know, firmware, and they can change things up, yeah. and they can uh, oh. add good features to it. You know, whatever you We're need. We're going to see a lot more changes in the coming months, too. Yeah. With yeah. the PS4 coming? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, why don't we take a break? When we get back, we'll, uh, well, I'll let you talk some Bioshock Infinite. And uh, we got a ton of emails. We'll talk some gaming nights, some Red Dead Redemption, baby. And uh, we'll get out of here. I don't know what music you just listened to, but I'm sure it's going to be from the TurboGrafx. I kind of got on this kick and ripped all my CD music the other day. Just went and ripped Ooh. all the music from all my TurboGrafx CDs and then uh, went out and downloaded a bunch of the chip tunes as well. So I've got like 43 new soundtracks <laughs> just just from TurboGrafx. So I'm sure you heard something from that system. I don't know what yet. Whatever, Because uh, I never figured that out until I edit the show and I get to that point. I'm like, what do I want to play today? I would assume it's going to be something from a game that I played in that first test. But who knows? It'll be a little surprise. So uh, not speaking of retro, but speaking of the future, actually the past, Bioshock Infinite. um, Like I said, I got to play a couple hours at least before I sent it off to you. But uh, the Bioshock maniac that you are, we made sure that you were the one reviewing this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Bioshock Infinite. Wow, how do I do this? I, I was just saying, I, I this may be the shortest review ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, under an hour, you're saying? Yeah, this is going to be tough. Because we're obviously right. going spoiler-free here. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this is a game. It's years in the making. Yes. Um, and it shows. <clears throat> it really shows in terms of story. And that's the biggest thing in this. Uh, You know, I had said last week that I was just getting into it, and, you know, my initial thoughts or my thoughts that I had read or heard or or we had been told at some point, it's almost like a reboot. You know, it's almost like a, here's if if the first one didn't exist, here's what Bioshock is, you know? Um, And it is to an extent. To a certain extent, you know, it's it's its own story. Uh, what what kind of surprised me? Now we know that they're they're in this place, uh, Columbia, Columbia. 
Wow. <laughs> Can I say that? Is that spoiling too much? <laughs> I think you can say that much. They've been saying Columbia since like the beginning. So yeah, okay. since the first trailer, they've said that. And it's this flying city, yeah. essentially, in the early 1900s. And my thought, you know, just from what we had seen and what we knew about it, was that it's just this one big thing. What surprised me right off the bat is that it's multiple yeah. things. Like, it's not one big, giant, interconnected thing. It's, you know, there's a couple buildings here, there's a couple buildings here, and they connect to each other. And they have, like, schedules and times and things like that, where they where these buildings will be connecting over here, you know? And right. That was kind of neat, you know? it's That surprised me, because then it opens things up a little bit more, and it kind of spreads things out a little bit more. And allows you to move from place to place. Uh, this is a very deep game, though. I mean, and they get into so much. I mean, they're talking politics. They're talking religion. They're talking race. Uh, they're talking quantum physics. They're yeah. talking everything. I mean, everything you could imagine is in this. They even get into, like... <clears throat> at one point they get into the company stores, you know, yeah. like back in the 1800s and early 1900s in America where uh, a mining company would set up a mine, you know, they'd have a mine somewhere off in the mountains in Pennsylvania and everybody would live in the company town mm-hmm. that the mining company built and they could only buy stuff from the company store and the company store was always so expensive that whatever your paycheck was, you would have to spend your entire paycheck just to get the basics to survive, and you would still owe them money. Well, it wasn't so, just that. It was also that they would actually only take their own currency. Yes. So you yeah, would be paid the in the thing. company's currency, and the store would only take their currency. Yeah. So you were essentially <clears> – <throat> It was another form of slavery because you were always indebted to the company, always, from day one, and you could never get out of it. Uh, And this is what led to labor laws and things like that. But they even touch on stuff like that in this. Uh, I mean, they really – they delve into everything from the early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s in America. Everything that you could possibly touch upon – in terms of religion and science and 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 race and politics and everything you can imagine it's it's really really deep um very fascinating uh the, the gameplay it's a lot like the original bioshock mm-hmm. uh your left or your right uh triggers essentially are switching weapons and shooting weapons and the left is switching your this time around they're called vigors uh they're originally called tonics in in the first bioshock uh, they're not exactly the same but they're very similar you know it's yeah, it's yeah. it's stuff that'll you, you'll be drinking something and it gives you these powers and you can shoot it from your hands and see alcohol does that to a lot of people but you don't actually yeah. have those powers you just think you have those powers but that usually shoots from your ass <laughs> or your mouth or your mouth. Yes, exactly. Um, so that actually works pretty, pretty much the same as the first Bioshock. Uh, 
different powers, obviously. Yeah. Some pretty cool things. <laughs> Some Indeed. really cool things. Uh, and like the first, like Bioshock, they get doled out throughout the game. Uh, so you can get a handle on each of them. Uh, you can combine them, which is pretty sweet. Uh, like you can fire one off and then immediately switch to a second. You can always have two equipped at a right. time. Same thing with your guns. You can have two equipped at a time. Uh, and if you just hold down... Uh, L2 or R2, uh, it'll bring up sort of a weapon wheel, uh, or at least it will with the with the vigors. I didn't try it with the guns. I don't know why I never tried it with the guns. Well, you can only that. hold on to two guns at a time, so I don't think you can do it with the guns. You're right. Yeah, you can only carry two guns at a time. You're absolutely right. Yep. Um, so with the vigors, uh, you hold that down, and it brings up like a weapon wheel, and you can pick a different one and drop it into that slot and then you know right in the middle of battle you can do that if you need to but the cool thing is you fire one off and like say it's the one that pushes everybody into the sky and they're hanging there in the sky you switch to like the the electric bolt and you fire that at them and they all explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can do cool cool things like that. You just have to try them out and try combining things uh if you can. And there there's some battles where you're you're really going to need to pick the right vigor or you're never going to get through that battle. It's it's going to be really really tough. Um and I figured that out uh after some trial and error in some places that oh my gosh, well if I just use this vigor that's going to make this battle so much easier. <laughs> uh, so there's things like that. Um, so the story, what little I can tell you of the story, we already know what everybody already knows. You're this guy, Booker. Uh, you're being sent to Columbia uh, to get this girl. And she's being protected by this big mechanical songbird. Right. Um, surprisingly, Songbird doesn't figure very much into the game. You spend a lot of time never seeing that Songbird. Hmm. But he still Which, freaks the hell out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it surprised me. I, I expected more of it um, based on everything we had heard and seen and, and whatever else. Um, so... I mean, don't go in expecting to be fighting that thing through the entire game. You know, mm. it's there, and it shows up, and it does its thing, but you don't have tons and tons of interaction with it. There's a bigger story going on here, and you're really deep in that other story, uh, which is really, why are you here? What is this place? And and it even, it, that's how it starts off. I mean, he, he wakes up and, or he's in this boat and he's like, what am I doing here? Why am I going, oh yeah, I have to go get this girl. So let me go get her. But I don't even remember why I have to get this girl. Right. You know? So there's bigger, bigger things going on here. Uh, one of the other things actually that's, I think this is new. It's been a long time since I played Bioshock, another one of my top ten <laughs> games, Bioshock. Uh, but th there's gear, essentially, yeah. uh, which is special clothing that you can get, and it gives you unique abilities. Um, you can only wear four pieces at a time, which is one of each. You can wear a hat. Uh, you don't see any of it on you physically. You never see yourself, so... 
It's not going to change your appearance in a way that, ooh, which one should I pick? Uh, <laughs> ooh, but it gives shiny. you different abilities. Um, so you have like a hat piece, a uh, uh, coat, uh, pants, and shoes. Uh, and each one will give you some sort of different ability. Um, those you manage in the gameplay menu, you can swap those out. Uh, but they'll, uh, they'll do things like give you... Uh, when you melee, it'll give like a 70% chance that whoever you melee is going to catch on fire, which is pretty right. sweet. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it'll do one of them uh, when you're wearing like this specific coat. All the weapons, uh, their, um, their ammo availability essentially increases by 50%. Yep. Uh, so things like that. Uh, and you'll want to switch those out, you know, as you find them. Uh, and those can be hidden away in, in certain places too. Uh, but as you find them, you'll, you'll want to use them and switch them out, uh, depending on the situation you're in, uh, or the situation you think you may be in. Um, because you're going to need to, I mean, they, they can be really useful, um, for, for what they, for, for the things they give you. Uh, what else? There was something I was just thinking of, and I've lost it now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it? Oh, uh, the girl. Yeah. When you get the girl, the cool thing is, you know, it doesn't become an escort mission. Thank God. You, you don't have to worry about her at all. When you're in battle or whatever's going on, she just hides and she does her own thing. You don't ever have to worry about her. She can help you, which is really cool, because you'll be in bad shape and you need more of the, the whatever it is to redo your vigors to, to reinvigorate you essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or she'll throw you one of those or she'll throw you health. Right. Like a health pack. Or she'll say like, Hey, I found some, I found some gold over here and she'll throw it to you. Yeah. Yeah. She's got money and she'll throw you money. Uh, which is kind of cool, you know, especially yeah. in the in the middle of a battle when you're in big trouble and she throws you health. That's awesome. Um, so she's actually really useful. She doesn't get in the way or anything. She's never... Or she did get in the way once or twice where, like, she blocked me in to this one little corner and I couldn't get out. <laughs> but <laughs> that was very rare. It only happened, like, maybe once throughout the whole game. Um, but... She's useful. Uh, she's actually, she helps you a lot. Um, cool. The story is really, really deep. Uh, it really gets into a lot of stuff as you go deeper into the game. And that's the thing that kind of pulled it all together for me. Uh, because like I had said before, uh, last week, I think, I wasn't feeling it the way I felt the original one. You know, I fell right. in love with uh, the original Bioshock, and I fell in love with the setting, and I just, I absolutely loved that city under the sea. It was just, the fantasy of it was just awesome. And I couldn't quite get the same thing with the city in the clouds. I just wasn't getting it. Um, but the deeper I got into the game, the more it kind of enveloped me, and the more it pulled me in, and the more it excited me. 
Right. Uh, and especially when you get to the end of the game. <clears throat> um, the other thing is, in combat, as you get deeper into the game, and they've shown this off a lot, uh, you know, she can open these tears, uh, which are sort of rifts in time and space, and that's right. where the quantum mechanics thing comes in. Um, and what you can do, like, the, the, you'll walk into a place, that's, that's one downside, I'd say, to it. You walk into an area, and you can kind of tell a battle is coming, because yeah. all of a sudden you'll see all these sort of rift points all over the place. Oh, okay. And you're like, well, duh. <laughs> They're not just there to be there. They're there because you're about to get attacked. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a downer. Uh, that's, that's kind of a, eh. But um, what they'll do is uh, some are uh, allies, essentially. They're robotic weapons and things like that. Some are walls, which are like little barriers, little cover to hide behind. Uh, some might be a puddle. And <laughs> you can open up a puddle and then you can, you know, throw the shock at them and electrocute anybody who happens to be standing in the puddle. Right. Uh, which is pretty cool. Some are weapons. You know, she can pull weapons in, she can pull health in, she can pull stuff like that. So, you know, it's really cool. It's it's useful. Thing is, you can only do one at a time. Okay. So, only one can be open. Only one rift can be open. Oh, yeah. So, so you'll yell, you know, open up that health one over there, and she'll open it up, and you go grab the health, and you're like, okay, quickly, open up that, that barrier, that cover, and then you run behind the cover. Or open up that uh, that rocket launcher, that robotic rocket launcher, essentially, uh, to just sort of pick those guys off. And the other cool thing is with your vigors, uh, one of the ones I used a lot is like a possession one. And yeah, I've, I actually had that before I stopped the game. Yeah, that's one that of the first really ones you get. really well. Yeah. And what you do is you fire that off at either one of the automatons, you know, one of the robotic things or one of the people and they will turn on their comrades and start firing at them. And I've gone into areas where I see the guys and I'll fire one of those off and then go around the corner and just hide. And That's wait. what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just listen to them duke it out. And I'm like, is there anybody still there? Okay. Fire one more and then hide and wait. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> um, is very very useful uh they have these really cool you know they have all the places where you can buy upgrades to your weapons and Mm -hmm. and your vigors and um buy more health and things like that uh but they're set in a really cool 19 early 1900s kind of thing old timey yeah very old timey uh that's that's the thing about it it's a very very fully realized world. Yes. Uh, and very, very detailed. Uh, there are kinetoscopes throughout the game, which <laughs> yeah. are like, yeah, they're like the little, the old uh, Nickelodeon, you know, you'll... I was looking for the porn one, but I never found one. <laughs> they're, they're essentially, they look like, like goggles, essentially, uh, on a stand and you bend down and you look into it and you watch a little newsreel type thing. Um, just like the early 1900s, like the early Edison, uh, things that were going on. Yep. 
uh, on the boardwalks in in America at the time. And they'll give you a little backstory. They'll give you some stuff about the the city and, and what's going on there. Uh, so those are worth finding. And, of course, you get a trophy if you find them all. Yes, um, you do. Voxophones are another thing, much like in Bioshock where you had those recordings. Uh, these are a record <laughs> on, on a big, you know, big recorded record, uh, where you can just pick this thing up and it's the and world's largest mini disc. Exactly. There's 80 <laughs> of those to yeah. find throughout. And they really give some good detail to the story and flesh things out as well. So they're worth finding if you can, um, they're not necessary. They're not critical, but they're really worth finding if you can, cause they'll, they'll really flesh out the story in a big way. Um, so they're useful. I don't know much of what else I can say without giving anything away. (laughs) Probably not much. And I don't really want to give anything away. Yeah. So I I really don't know how I'm going to rate this review. I mean, Journey was bad enough (laughs) trying to write that without spoiling anything. This is going to be a nightmare. Uh, I will say, when I was going through it... The gameplay is really good. You know, there there are little things here and there, and I was leaning towards a nine, maybe a nine point five. Um, you know, I thought it was really good, uh, but it wasn't quite all there. There was just something missing, right? And then I got to the end, mm-hmm. and it's a ten. Really? Yes. Easily a ten. <laughs> And it's the story that brings it all together. The story is amazing. I I couldn't see where they were going with it. I didn't know how this was going to end. I didn't know how it was all going to come together with the girl and the songbird and how you're going to get her out of there and what you're going to do. It was one of the best endings to a game I've I've seen. It's one of the best Mm. fiction stories I've ever been through. <laughs> Damn it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It Man. really is. It's, I, I was saying, I want to get back in and I want to play it again. I want to play. There's parts. Cause you can jump right. It saves everything. Yeah, That's yeah. what's really cool. Like it saves at every checkpoint. So you can jump right back in anywhere you want. Yeah. Um, because I play, like the first day I played and I played for hours and hours and hours and I shut down and I come back the next day and I turn on my PS3 and it's got the automatic upload. Yeah. And it says, it says Bioshock infinite. It's got a list of like 20 things. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's all auto save. Um, and every one of them is 80 or 800 meg. Yeah. And, but that was the thing. Like I didn't get like, even from the start of it, they have a season pass available and I'm like season pass. What? It's a single player game where are they going to, what? <laughs> but I think I know where they could go with some of the stuff and man, it would be really cool <laughs> <laughs> with what they could do. Um, it really is. It's that good a game. It's, I didn't expect it and I, I didn't feel it for most of the game. Uh, but as I got deeper into it, I started to feel it more and more. And then when I got to the end and got, and when you finish it, just sit back and let the credits play because there's stuff in the credits and then there's something obviously after the credits. Right. 
Um, and man, is it good. Mm. Oh, it's so good. And this has jumped to, if not my number one game, in the top three at least. Wow. Even more than the original yeah. Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah, and the original Bioshock was in the top three. Yes, and it was. This this has supplant this this has supplanted it, or whatever the word is. It it's taken its place. Yes. Uh, wow. The original Bioshock's still up there. And I actually had a and, feeling you wouldn't like this as much for some reason. And so did I. I was worried about it. I really was. And I'll tell you, I. I'd say about halfway through the game, I was still feeling that. I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know where this is going. I don't really like what it is. Yeah. You know, it's Bioshocky, and that's fun. And, you know, it's got its moments, but I'm not really feeling it. And mm. the story comes together gradually. It's it's very slow. It's very slow-paced. And there's twists and turns, and and as it all starts to come together, when you get to the end, wow, <laughs> it's it's amazing. It really is. They really pull it together in just a staggering story. Um, so it's well worth a playthrough. I did see questions. Uh, I think on our main account, um, Twitter account, mm-hmm. asking if you need to play the original. Uh, you don't need to. You could play this. It's a standalone game. You'll be fine right. with it. I think you'll get more out of it if you play the original. Hmm. Um, it just—it's just something about it. It's just playing the having played the original and then playing this. I think it helped. It. it I enjoyed it more. I, I. I could see going through it without it and you'd be totally fine. You know, the story still works. Everything's great. It's, it's an awesome game either way. Cool. Um, but man, Oh, and I, I, yeah, I really didn't think I was going to do that either. I was like, no way. It's <laughs> nine at best. <laughs> no, I mean, just from things that you'd said in the past and everything else, I really didn't expect, I, I was waiting for like this lower score and I was going to, Oh, Really? You know, I was just waiting for it, so I'm pretty shocked. Yeah, yeah, I was too. It surprised me. It, It's the story. It's the story that pulls it all together. The story pulls the grade up in a big way. Uh, Gameplay-wise, it's good. Uh, it works. You know, it's it's a little rough in places, sure. um, but not enough that it would pull the grade down. It's, it's solid. It's good. It's fun. Uh, you know, there's enough variety in there, and there's... There's ways you can approach things um, that are different. I, I tried the move controllers. The move mm. works. It works pretty well. Okay. Uh, you need to dial back the sensitivity in a big way. Which is normal. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it works. You know, and it works actually really well. Um, so mm. I'm playing through either way. And I may play through more the second time uh, with the move controller. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's freaking fantastic. Nice. It really is. All right, that's enough, or else you're going to give something away. Yeah, I know. I know. I have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Oh, so good. So uh, before we get on to the emails, you want to head over to the uh, forums, because um, one of our listeners, did you grab the email for this Red Dead thing? 
Ah, uh, I did. I think not. it was Armor Fist wanted to get this going. Uh, Armor Fist wants to get us playing some uh, Red Dead Redemption again, so he's proposing maybe Wednesday night this week. So uh, I told him, hey, make it Wednesday and we'll talk about it on the podcast. So uh, I'm planning on being there. I don't know if Josh has the time or whatever, but uh, I am planning on being there. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can do it. I don't think anything's coming up that night. But uh, head over to the forums at psnation.org and go to the gaming night section. You'll see that if you want to join us for some Red Dead Redemption fun. Uh, Obviously, we had a blast with it, especially Josh. Uh, during Extra Life because yeah. I was on a calendar. I was on a schedule, so I had to go play something else. But uh, the game's a blast in multiplayer, and uh, we just want to get that going again. So if you're interested, head over there, You know, throw your name in the hat just to make sure that we know how many people we're going to have there. And uh, let's get some Red Dead Redemption action going. So uh, thanks to Armor Fist for bringing that up and, and uh, getting the ball rolling. All right. Well, you sent a lot of emails this week. Three. Five. Oh, five? Oh, yeah, five. What is this, the holy hand grenade <laughs> of Antioch? <laughs> Three, sir. Uh, yeah, look at that. <clears throat> Wait. Yeah. I think one of them, you sent me five. Oh, no, you got the fifth one was just, one of them was just specifically for you. Oh, okay, well, we have four <clears throat> then. All right. Four. All right. It's just four. Four. Right, I'll take so the first one. How about that? Because it's nice and short. Yeah. All right. So this is from our our buddy Jeff Campanozzi and uh, or Campanozzi Nozzi Nazi. I don't know how you like to say it. Uh, he says, "I have two questions. The first one is: Do you think the Last of Us multiplayer will be uh, like an Uncharted multiplayer or different? I think it'll be pretty different. But who knows? They might be building off of what they had in Uncharted. But I think it'll be pretty different. Yeah, I would. I would hope it would be different." Well, the way the single player game works with you barely having any ammunition whatsoever and uh you know you're always scrounging for everything. I have a feeling the the multiplayer is going to reflect that in some way. Yeah. Yeah, like less mul- less machine guns, more items and more pistols, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've done a pretty good job with Uncharted 2 and 3, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing. Uh, he says, the other question is about Beyond Two Souls. If David Cage put multiplayer in this game, would it be episodic? <laughs> That'd be interesting. I think the only thing you could do for multiplayer in, in that game at all is co-op, and even then I don't think you could. Because if it's anything like Heavy Rain, I don't know if they have that same deal in there where if a character dies, that character's just dead. And you move on, the story changes. So I would assume it's yeah, going to be don't... like that. I don't see that working multiplayer in any way, but no. Would it be episodic? Probably. I get we would have to. I guess. Or each level be based on an episode. I don't know. Weird question. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) All right. So number two. This is from Benoskanov, (laughs) and he says, "Hello, guy, or she, or he." Yeah, it could be a she. Could you be never she. know. Yeah. You don't know. Right. This person says, hello, guys. Uh, <laughs> been playing a lot of PS Mobile stuff, and I really think everyone should get these games. Just these. Super Skull Smash Go. Uh-huh. Life of Pixel. Yeah. And Rock Boshers? Or is that Rock Bashers? That one I've never heard of. I don't know. I don't. It sounds okay. like it should be Rock Bashers, but... As I said, my Vita is dead right now, yeah. so I can't check. 
Uh, I could, but that's going to take too long. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it is Rockboshers because he spelled it that way again. Rockboshers, yeah. though, for whatever reason, has very small window screen. Me being blind as fuck, I have to pull the Vita a bit closer, but these are great games. Uh, speaking of that, remember how I've been complaining from the start that the text is way too small on half these games on the Vita? Yes. It still is, but uh, my glasses made a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually played a couple of them with my reading glasses, but unfortunately I've lost my reading glasses, so I'm kind of boned right now. Yeah. Yeah, the glasses that I had, the first set of glasses that I've ever had in my life, which I had like last year, whenever that was, <laughs> they were supposed to be for reading because my biggest problem was I couldn't read half the stuff on the screen and on right. my computer screen. When I went to get the new ones, uh, she's like, are you nearsighted or farsighted? I was like, I don't know what's what. <laughs> and she's like, I said, these are for reading. She's like, no, they're not. I was like, what do you mean, no, they're not? She's like, look across the room there. Read that on the wall there. I was like, uh, I can't. She's like, okay, put your glasses on. I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> you dumbass. She's like, yeah, that's not what they gave you. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so, can we fix that? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, my new glasses uh, made a bit of a difference. But still, even with the glasses, I can read everything fine, but I still think it's way too freaking small yeah. on the Vita. Like yeah. a lot of this text is way too small. Yeah, I don't think they think about that. Yeah, it's not thought of at all. So, uh, all right. So don't want to make the email too long with the description for each. So uh, we'll, make, those a, we'll make it too long for you. How about that? Yeah, we just did. <laughs> And I do have a question, sorry. Is it possible to play the DLC for Killzone Liberation Ooh. on the Vita? No. So far it seems that it's not possible. I hope that's not true. Yeah, I don't think you can. Because to get the, the DLC for that game, you had to do it in a really weird way. You had to download it from the website and then put it on... You had to do it over the USB connection. But the Vita won't do that same kind of a file transfer because you had to use the... Um, the PSP's file manager software, and you would install it that way because the v the PSP didn't have like any type of download controls built in like they do nowadays. So it's not like it can update from the PSN directly. So what you had to do is you had to put it on your computer, use the file manager software, and, and basically load it on there, and then it would be installed automatically, essentially. And they haven't put... I, I don't think the game... I don't think the game's mechanics will allow you to actually... Like, if they wanted to put it on the PSN, they would have to rewrite something and actually patch the game to get it to work correctly. So you may have to go back to your PSP for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll double-check on that when you're doing the next email. Um, I'm pretty sure, because I, I saw this email the other day and I kind of looked it up. Uh, because okay. I remember there was also a bug with the DLC to get it even working on the PSP side. There was another problem. So you had to, it was actually like a little program you had to put in one place or the other just to get it to load correctly. Uh, I think it needed, uh, the game needed a patch or it needed an update or something. I think there was something. Yeah, because it was I had weird. It, and I have it working on the PSP. Right. Um, 
But yeah, it was you had to download it a very specific way uh, to get it to work yeah. originally on the PSP. It was like three, four years ago when that came, when that came up. I can't remember exactly what you had to do. I would say Google yeah. it too. I mean, uh, I don't think it'll work on the Vita though. I I don't think the the things that you had to do will work on the Vita because they physically have transfers like that, like installs over USB, blocked on the Vita. Like you can only do it from the from the PS3 to the Vita through the Content Manager. Uh, so you won't be able to actually connect it up to the PC and install it the way that you need to install it, even with the Vita management software. I don't think you can do it. So, yeah, if you have a PSP around, do that. Because that, and I never did get to finish that damn game, but (laughs) that leads into, that DLC essentially was the bridge from... That game right into the start of Killzone Two, and that was the whole point of it. Yeah, uh, that they had finished Killzone Two and they knew where they were going with it, and they said, "Okay, now let's go back and throw this DLC in." It was free. Uh, that just patches in like another one or two chapters uh, to the game and leads you directly into the start of Killzone Two. Yeah. So. It's worth getting if if you have a PSP. Uh, it's worth throwing it on there and getting to that, uh, so that you can get through like the full story. I still wish they would remake that. Uh, Me too. Or even, or even if Sony could, didn't they mention at some point putting PSP games on the PS3? Uh, I don't think they ever actually said that themselves. I thought they did. I thought I they hinted at it or talked about it at one of those E3s. Um, because they were talking about God... They did, because they were talking about God of War. Uh, and what they eventually did with it was uh, <laughs> they HD'd them and put the two God of War games from the PSP on the PS3. That's true. But they didn't do anything beyond that. Man, I if they did that, that'd be awesome. See. I wouldn't have to use that stupid nub. Yeah, uh, I would so here love I have to see that Killzone game. I found the uh, the the download site for it, and the download site's still there. But the problem is, to uh, install it, you have to connect your PlayStation Portable to your PC via USB mode, or place your PSP's memory stick in the memory card reader of the PC. Navigate. You have to put it in a specific folder, which you cannot do on the Vita. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a uh, folder that if there's no game subfolder within the PSP folder, create one. Blah, blah, blah. Extract the files inside the downloaded Chapter 5 archive to the folder you created in Step 2. Again, you can't create a folder in the file system on the Vita. That's the big problem. So I doubt it's going to work. Yeah. And actually, there's a thread for it in the PlayStation forums, and nobody says if it works or not. They just say, hey, here's how you do it. But nobody says if it worked on the Vita or not. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to (laughs) agree. All right, and he finishes it up anyway. Thanks, Torgo's Glenn and Josh Fry's Phillips. <laughs> Yay for the podcast! And thanks for well, this is presumptuous. And thanks for answering my email on the podcast. Boy, you, you know, know from now cut on, this whole thing out. If somebody puts that in an email from now on, we're just not going to do it. I I didn't even <laughs> see that until just now. Cut this whole email out. We didn't, done. This didn't exist. Done. All right, I'll be on email for you and I. You know what we'll do? We'll do one of those things where people can subscribe to the podcast so we can start making money on this, and that'll be one of our bonus features. We'll we'll do the emails where people presume that we're going to read them. 
And trophy watch. And trophy watch. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll get tons of money. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next email. <laughs> Yeah, sucker, uh, you took one because it was so short. Now look what you yeah, got. I know. Uh, this is from Jared. Real funny. Uh, PSN ID is Skipper909. Skipper! Little buddy! Skipper! Uh, hey, PS Nation, I am a, I am a quite, quite listener way down in Australia in Glenn's great Aussie accent. Ha ha. Australia! We'll just call it the home of fastest, even though that's English. Uh, and I've been listening. Diplomatic community? <laughs> Diplomat- wrong country. A little bit okay. northwest of. Just checking. Uh, listening to you guys since way back in the beginning when there was when there was a Jared on the show. Love your work, guys. It's always great to hear your guys. You guys get excited about the next up and coming PS news and or game. Now down to my question. This is probably one more one for Glenn as it is a tech question. Well, that's true because Josh is a moron. Hey, yeah, I looked at it. It's not really a tech question, oh, but go okay. ahead. <laughs> uh, I live in Australia, but will be moving to London very soon for a very extended holiday. As such, I'm not sure. Who the hell gets to take holidays like, like that long? Rich people. Australians. Yeah, rich Australians. Yeah. You know I'm what it sure. is? It's time off for good behavior, right? <laughs> Does he still have to wear the pinstriped jumpsuit? Yeah. Uh, just wondering, does he have to have like a guard with him at all times, even even in England? <laughs> Jolly old England. Uh, let's see here. Been listening to you. Uh, see, you made me lose my space now. It's always great to hear you guys. Okay. Uh, as such, I'm not sure if I will have an internet connection the whole time I'm there, since I will be moving around a lot. My question is, am I able to download games from the PSN store onto an external hard drive? No. Next email. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, there no, you go. Can't. Uh, you can do movies. Like if you buy movies from the store, you can actually back those up to the external drive, but they will not play off the drive. You have to, I believe, unless they change something, but you have to copy them back to the PS3. Reason being is that when you were buying a movie and your PS3 died, you were kind of boned. You didn't get it. So they changed it so you could do that. But no, you can't load any games onto an external hard drive. Actually, USB is not fast. The USB 2.0 bus is not fast enough to run the games off there anyway. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. I've, yeah. So, all right, you call me crazy. Read this next sentence. I filled up... What the fuck? Uh Uh-huh, you call me crazy. (laughs) I have filled up my one terabyte internal drive already. With what? I would guess PlayStation Plus full (sighs) PS3 games. I'm thinking... No, because I've got every one of them on my hard drive. I have still 500-some gig left. Okay, see, I don't... I have all that stuff on my hard drive, plus I have all, all but the one PSN stuff and all that junk. And I'm well, you know what it also is because I figured movies. this out. It's it's also the uh, game install folder. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't deleted any of those off mine either. Well, you just don't play as many games as I do. Obviously, I guess not. <laughs> wow, or he, or he's just filling it up with porn. <laughs> I, don't know. I skimmed uh, through the game install folder. Yeah. And that folder alone was several hundred gigs. Well, especially when you're playing a lot of sports titles, because then like you get yes. Tiger Woods 12, 13, 14, and you never take the, the installs away, and you're like, wait a second. Just like MLB. That, MLB every year is five, 5 gig. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. I mean, you have to keep an eye on that. Like, if, if this is your problem, like, it, oh. whatever's on your one terabyte, I mean, if it's, if it's PS3 full games and you have the disc, take the disc with you. Yeah. Uh, 
it deleted off the hard drive. If not, check those game installs and look for any of the older games that you're not playing or any of the disc-based games that you're not going to be taking the disc with you. Stop using uh, uh, uncompressed, uh, lossless FLAC files and instead use MP3s. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. How'd you fill a terabyte? I mean, I put everything on my PS3 right now. I've got tons of shit on there, and I still have 500 gig free. Oh, I don't. Or 400. uh, It was like 460, I think it is. I I don't, and I don't know why. And the only downloadable full game that I don't have on that hard drive right now is Dark Souls, I think. There might be one other one, because I already own the game. But, Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I've already filled it already, and since I will be traveling, it would be great to just carry a single 3 terabyte external with the digital game library instead of carting a backpack of disc-based games around. On top of that, I'm a PS Plus user and have been since the beginning, thanks to your recommendation. Oh, we uh-huh. have spent money. Ha <laughs> ha. And there are a lot. Wow, where's our commission, Sony? There are a lot more digital versions or digital version only games I could take if I had the extra. What the fuck do you well, have on that hard does, drive? <laughs> that's crazy. He doesn't even have the digital version. There's of no those games. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I'll keep it short in the hope it makes it onto the show. Too late. Raise your cans and hear. Oh, I like this. Raise your cans and hear a cheers to the whole team at PS Nation for making it the awesome community it has become. Raise your cans and hear a cheers. I like that. Uh, keep up the passion and keep up the gaming. Never let life get in the way of a good game. Ha ha. Jared, PSN ID, Skipper909. Yeah, uh, no, you can't put them on the, on the external drive. Um, only thing I could recommend is buy a bigger drive and throw it in there before you go, but do it like a month before because you got to load all that shit back on. But I can't believe you have a terabyte filled. That's just insane. I mean, I'm serious. I load a lot of shit on mine. And I still have plenty of space left. I mean, I've not cleaned the fridge at all yet, either. I don't know. I don't have a lot of space, personally. And I don't know why. The The only thing <laughs> I can figure is the game installs folder. And it's the game installs folder is way fuller than i thought it was well that's that but that's an easy one to go in and clean the fridge because i mean it's not like you're getting rid of the game that's just the install data it's if if there's a game you haven't played for a year delete the data plain and simple (laughs) and josh gets quiet what if i want to play it tomorrow then reinstall it you get you can make a sandwich while you're uh, you can make a sandwich Uh, while you're installing and then patching it eight times uh, i don't do that (laughs) That's crap. <laughs> Maybe I want to go back I and play you. Lair. Exactly. Oh, crap, I do. <laughs> I enjoyed Lair. F you. I'm telling you, go back and play it now. I did too, but boy, it did not age well. You know what? Maybe I will. You don't have time, mister. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be fighting zombies. Yep. I don't have time to get back to Bioshock, damn it. <laughs> You're going to be fighting Bob zombies with time. Boz and, and the robot and, and that big pink uh, helicopter. I'm going to find my way back into Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh, because you're going to send it to me, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find my way back into Bioshock. <laughs> I have to. Read the next email, bitch. Bring us the girl, wipe away the dead. <laughs> Spoiler. That's on the back of the box. I just read it off the Spoiler. back of the box. Jeez. Nobody reads the box. What are you nuts? Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Okay. 
Hey, Glenn. Oh, okay. I guess this one's for you. <laughs> hey, Glenn, did you know <laughs> if you hold down L and R and touch the screen while in the browser on the Vita, there will appear an arrow cursor to help you select things on web pages. Mm. Thought you might find this useful. Yeah, it's like a little mouse thing. It's, it's from It Tyler magnifies it. Althoff. Altho? Althoff. Altho from Beetlejuice? Althoff. Althoff. Now he's never going to listen to us again because we're making fun of his last name. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, change it to Tyler Durden. There you go. Everybody else with Tyler has that name. Uh, that, I'd heard about that. I'd, n- I'd never done it. But yeah, I heard I about just that did before. it. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it is neat. What I want to try is because they said that they fixed the browser so that you can watch streaming content. I want to see if Twitch and Ustream work on there now. At least, you know, at least a little bit. Because that'd be kind of cool. Mm, and speaking yeah, of that, since that. the PS4 is going to be using Ustream... I think we need to switch our live stream page over to our Ustream stuff and start yeah. getting used to that. Well, you know, I actually like Twitch right now. It's been working fine, but, uh, you know, might as well make the change now before it gets too crazy. When every PS4 yeah. just takes Ustream down to a crawl and nobody can use it. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that, and I think we should probably do it. So I think the next stream I do will probably be on Ustream. So now everybody gets to go register for that instead. <laughs> Yay. Well, might as well get it done now. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, don't forget Red, Ned Rede- <clears throat> Red Dead Redemption. You know, Red Ned Redemption, actually. Ned needs some redemption. Yeah, Red Ned. Yeah, well, he's done some bad things in his life. <laughs> hey, Ned. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Wednesday night. Uh, if we can get enough people in, in there to play, let's let's get some of that done, baby. We need to play some of that online. I really love that game online. And you should, too. Uh, if you want to email us, though, you can do so at podcast at psnation.org, or you can find us on Twitter at ps3nation and at pjfjosh. And you might want to keep an eye on those Twitter accounts uh, the next day or two, because uh, as soon as they're available, we're going to have some codes for Dragon Fantasy Book 1 to give out on Twitter. So they'll be going from both of those accounts, at pjfjosh and at ps3nation. So check that out. Uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook group over at uh, the Facebooks. Just type in PS Nation in the search and uh, add yourself to that. Uh, look for us on the Stitchers in the video game section. We're usually pretty high up on the list there. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so on Skype at WDT-Torgo. Uh, you can find us over at Retroids on the Retroids podcast network. The Redroids. Redroids, you know. Uh-huh. Kind of anti-R2-D2s, you know. Screw that blue guy. We're Redroids. <laughs> Retroids <laughs> Podcast Network over at Retroids.com and uh, don't forget our website at PSNation.com check out the forums over there check out all the stories we're, we're putting up uh, Chaz just put up a great interview with the guys that are uh, developing Payday 2 which is a fantastic game uh, we've got the Dragon Fantasy Book 1 stuff up there including the replay of the live stream and uh, we got some other cool stuff going on pretty soon. Uh, Chaz is actually going to be doing a studio visit at the end of the month, and he's going to be writing up a full report of that. So uh, delve a little bit into PlayStation 4 development, uh, kind of give a, a day in the life at a developer, that sort of thing. So it should be pretty fun. And uh, we've got some other stuff up our sleeves as well. Plus, we're ramping up into the E3 stuff. So, uh, yeah. And uh, don't forget our sponsors, audiblepodcast.com slash PSNation. That's audiblepodcast.com. 
com slash PS Nation. Over 100,000 audiobooks to choose from. And when you sign up for the free trial, you get to keep one out of all the – pretty much all of those 100,000 you can choose out of there and, and get to keep one. Even if you don't keep the account for uh, you know the whole trial period, if you decide you want to quit early, that's fine. We still get something out of the deal. You get something out of the deal and you've tried it. Uh, like I said, the new Android app actually works really well. I'm pretty impressed with it. So – uh, check that out, and that helps us pay the bills a little bit. And don't forget our, our merch store with the new shirts and all that stuff and junk over there at Zazzle.com slash PS Nation. You can check out all the hoodies, hats, shirts, ornaments, stickers. Actually, I need to buy some more stickers. I'm out of them. So head over to Zazzle.com slash PS Nation. And don't forget our friends at uh, It Is Written. Their album's up on iTunes and at CD Baby. Uh, they are the ones that supply the music at the beginning of the show every freaking week so next week i'll probably have my review for army of two uh the devil's cartel done by then and uh i don't know we'll have to see what we're gonna get to we got a lot of shit coming in injustice is on the way star trek's on the way <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff to review here so uh, yeah. yeah we got a work cut off for us uh i think that's it so until next week thanks very much josh you got anything else i got nothing all right We will talk to you next week. Have a great one. Get out there, play some games. Love you. Had a lot of weird sales encounters lately. I went to uh, Home Depot to buy a barbecue, and I hated the sales guy, so I kept looking at barbecues just to bust his balls. For like two hours, I was looking at him, coming up with shitty reasons. Ah, those wheels are too shiny. I don't like that one. Uh, So he uses the corniest sales line I've ever heard. He goes, you buy this grill, you'll give your neighbors something to talk about. What, am I living in Amish country? (laughs) I can see me and my wife cleaning up after the big party. I noticed Rob and Sue weren't saying much. Yeah, she says uh, they're getting divorced. Really? How long have they been married? Almost 18 years. They have any kids? Yeah, they got like three kids. Oh, that's horrible. Why are they getting divorced? Well, she says they don't communicate anymore. You don't think it's a grill, do you? Because when I had that Weber, they were fucking like rabbits over there. Remember? Uh, if I want to give my neighbors something to talk about, I'm not going to buy a grill. I'm going to flash their kids at the bus stop in the morning. Uh, I'm going to mow my lawn wearing nothing but a thong and a top hat. That'll... I'll trim my bushes in the shapes of tits and dicks just to get them. That'll get them chatting. I'm not going to buy a grill.